I had to get it replaced with a porcelain filling. And ever since then, it just it really hurts to eat ice cream because it's so cold. So it, it and every time I eat it, it feels like I got punched in the mouth. So I just got <laughs> not in a good way. And so in other words, you don't want to get your fillings hurt. <laughs> Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes who do that, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes, the long-awaited... <coughs> oh, jeez. I take yeah. a sin and you're doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh gosh! You know what? I'm just leaving it. I'm leaving it. Play <laughs> I know. It's just, I didn't. I did not do that on purpose. Did you have a cigarette this morning? Did you smoke before the time travel? Yes. Oh uh, well, I understand. It's stressful. It's stressful, <laughs> man. It hurt. It stings when we. Do I that. know. When you go back to 2007, it's it's uh it's it's a crazy time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, guys, we are finally getting to to watch the 2007 CGI Turtles movie today. Um, so I think that the best way to do this is, you know, I'm not going to mention all the links this time around. It's an hour and a half movie, so I vote here in a minute. We just jump right into it. But there is a couple of things I do want to talk about. Uh, for one, in 2007, man, what were you doing back then? Uh, in 2007, this movie I think came out in March of 2007. Mm-hmm. I was in the Army, and I was on leave Let's see. I was on leave. I had from during my first deployment, or it was just after my first deployment because wow. um, I showed up in the middle of a deployment uh, in Iraq, and it was a fifteen month long thing. And I was I showed up right at the five month mark, so I was there for ten. Mm-hmm. And I came home on leave for two weeks, and my sister actually asked me if I wanted to go see this movie, and because hmm. I had no idea it was being made. Oh, that's and, right, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, she says, you want to go see the new Turtles movie? I was like, well, what's that mean? I didn't know there was a new movie <laughs> out. And at this point, I hadn't watched Ninja Turtles in, I hadn't watched it in years. I mean, I'd already, I was 20, 23? 20, wow. no, 20, 25. I was 25. Wow, so 35? Yeah, I was 25. That was 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> holy crap. Uh, yeah, I know. So, yeah, it was. I, I was on leave. Make a long story short, I was on leave, and it was the first time I'd seen the Ninja Turtles in almost probably around ten years at that time. Wow! And by the time I went home, uh, went back to Germany where I was stationed, I had take. I got a couple of Ninja Turtle comics. I'd gotten the soundtrack. I had pre-ordered the DVD. I oh, had. Cool. I had. I had gotten a bunch of stuff and. Um, you know, got got hit by that was like the first time I really got hit by the bug a little bit. I, I was about bit. to say, was that kind of what rekindled the fire for you? Yeah, just a little bit. You know, it wasn't it. It went. I mean, I really didn't get hit hard until I found our show. And oh wow! 
then uh yeah because it it just i at the time i was just like i'm 25 i'm too old for this you know just, <laughs> and, and then you know when i was 29 i was like yeah, screw it i'm going for it yeah and then when you're like you know, when you're in your 30s you're convincing yourself well i'm still young i'm still young yeah. i can enjoy this <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter i'm gonna be dead soon anyway just, uh, here we go Oh, that's great. Well, you know, that's so cool that, that you, you bring up the fact that this movie kind of, in in some ways, brought that fire back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that was a lot, uh, certainly the case for me, the, to some yeah. extent. It was around the early 2000 era when Volume 4 came out, and I happened to see them um, in a comic store. That, that really kind of started getting the ball rolling. And I remember checking the, the website, the Ninja Turtle website. I think it was just NinjaTurtles.com at the time. And I remember seeing the font or the logo for the 2007 movie coming soon, uh, back in like 2005, maybe even earlier. Um, and just wondering what it could be like. Would it be as good as the first one? Would it uh, be a, a continuation or another origin story? I yeah. had no idea. So, you know, the anticipation was really killing me. But at the same time, in 2007, uh, that was a really busy time for me because... I was transferring from my community college over to Western Carolina University, which the workload got a little bit bigger. I was working three jobs at the time. I was commuting back and forth. So, man, it was so hard to squeeze in any time to read comics or or uh, to, to go to movies. But I made it a point to go to this one. And when I saw it, I, I kind of had a prejudice a little bit because I, I – yeah. The first, I mean, come on, the first film for both of us is a game changer. You know, that's yeah. the crown jewel of the Turtles films, and, and I think still continues to be. Um, you know, I, 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 think, I think we'll get into this, but like sure. at the time I first saw this movie, I didn't know, and I'm not saying that you're saying this. I didn't know that we were supposed to, tr- to revere the original movie as like a godsend. You know, it just, <laughs> because like that was really the... the infancy of the internet at the time before yeah. everyone started telling us for, again for the first time that I don't know if you know this but there's a movie in 1990 that came out and that's the best one and you suck <laughs> you know, like, anything that came after it is horrible and should not be treated well well like, you well, know I'm not saying that oh no that's that's why I said it's like I know right. you don't say that but it was right. just like it was just so, like I, I I joked about it when we were doing our email episode 2007 was just a simpler time <laughs> in 2007, it was okay for you to like whatever movie you wanted to like. It, you know, you, it was such a great time. You could like The Usual Suspects, or you could watch UHF with Weird Al Yankovic. And, <laughs> and it was okay. It was alright. You didn't have to worry about being trendy or cool or be like, I like 2007 cartoon, 2003 cartoon. Oh, here he goes. Volume 4. <laughs> You could like whatever you wanted, and everyone was just like, even if they disagreed, they were just like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I can't really trash you anywhere except for MySpace. Yeah, you want to go to White Castle? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and um, I remember, well, for me, it was just such a sentimental movie at the time. I was like, yeah. I, I can't, nothing can top the first one for me, because that was the first movie I ever remember watching in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But I remember going to see the 2007 movie, and when I walked out of the theater going, Holy cow, that was good. That was I can't way wait better. Next one, <laughs> yeah. you know, I thought that too, and I remember when all the 2007 movies uh, toys came out, and uh, the cartoon was was on fire. The uh, 2003 cartoon was on fire then. 
Volume 4 was going, so it was a really exciting time. And it's a really cool kind of chapter in the Turtles' history because that 2007 movie, like you said, Josh, there, there were no sequels. You know, this is a standalone kind of thing. And I often wonder why. Uh, I don't really know the whole story there. But what's really exciting is I've only seen this maybe in bits and pieces since that time back in 2007. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I'm really excited to watch this today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, either way, like, either way, you're in for a good movie because, I oh, mean, yeah. that, that's that's the thing that I love. It's, it's this weird oddball movie that is the perfect example of it can go as weird as it wants as long as it's just good. You yeah. really have nothing to complain about. Oh, yeah. You know, because, I mean, like, spoilers for anybody, but, like, they deal with monsters and interdimensional travel and immortality and Aztec warriors made out of granite. It's everything. And metal vigilantes and brotherly love and relationship quarrels, and it's just, it's everything but the kitchen sink. And Actually, Raphael gets hit with the kitchen sink. <laughs> and... And somehow it just works. Yeah. The end of review. See you later. I'm out. There we go. We don't even need to watch it. <laughs> don't even got to watch it, man. It's good. It's good. Go see it. Oh, that's great. You know, I, I'm gra- glad you brought that up, though, because that's true. There is so so many different iconic themes in the Turtles. You know, space travel, um, time travel, all these things. And, it, and, and also the relationships between the brothers and uh, their relationship with Splinter. I mean, it's all there, wrapped up in an hour and a half movie. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. One hour and 26 minutes. Yeah. That is not a long movie. So, you know, some exciting stuff coming up. And I would say that this movie deals with the brotherly relationship between the four turtles better than any movie that any turtles movie that has come out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I would seriously argue that because... We'll get into it when we watch it. I don't want to give yeah. my you know whole review now, but like it, <laughs> it, it does the family aspect better than any movie, any Turtles movie that's come out before or since, in my mm, opinion. Interesting, interesting, because I, I think of some good scenes in the first one and even the third one, believe it or not. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I mean, well, every single one of them, even the yeah. – everybody wants to write off the, the, quote, Bay Turtles, even though Michael Bay was just one producer out of 12. Um, <laughs> you always and, add but, that. I always do add that, yeah, because everyone's like, Bagel Bay directed the Turtles and Sucks. It's like, he did not he did not direct those movies. Anyway, but um, <laughs> like even those uh, reboot films, they dealt with a lot of family issues that, I mean, they just didn't spend a lot of time on it. But every movie deals with family something. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, even with you. like in the second movie, like Kino, he's extended family and Splinter's trying to teach him a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to give him, like, the abridged book of ninja fighting, you know? <laughs> That's true. All right, well, you know, just to take us back, you know, get to the time period, 2007. You know, of course, the Scepter brought us back here, but um, here's apparently what was really popular in this time, um, as far as music goes. The Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> I don't think that was earlier. Wasn't that earlier? I don't know. I listened uh, to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we got Beyonce's Irreplaceable. You remember that one? I have no idea what that is. Oh, what about Rihanna features Jay Z's "Umbrella"? I think I actually do. Oh man, yeah. "Umbrella," oh, dude, I love that song, man. Uh, let's Bella, see. Ella, 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 Ella. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I better listen just didn't think we song, go into this. It's so stupid. I love that song. <laughs> uh, let's see. I remember. Um, okay, Carrie Underwood's "Before He Cheats." I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. What Take else? his money before he cheats, because you know he's going to. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What? He's a man, and that's what they do. Um. Let's see. Avril Lavigne's girlfriend. I don't know that one. Avril Lavigne girlfriend. I don't. Hey, oh, no, hey, no. you, you, I'm going to be your girlfriend. Is hey. that the one? I think that's the one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So during also during this time with the Turtles community, here's what was happening. Um, the Mirage Volume 4, they were going bi-monthly at this time, so there was no issue for March of 2007 that I know of. I think there was one in April. But Tales of the TMNT um, looks like issue 33 came out. Well, actually, that was no. That was April 2007, too. So I guess there was no comic during this time. Maybe Peter Lair was just like, you know what? Go see the movie. Go see the movie first and then come back and read it. I don't know about Tale, but Volume 4 was always bi-monthly. Yeah, okay. uh, Hang on. Let me uh, check. I I think. I think. Yeah, no, you're right. I think you're right. But there was like a gap here. Let me show you. I'm at the Mirage website right now. And Volume 4, I click on that, and then when I start scrolling down, it's like 2005, 2005, 2005, 2006. Here's where things get weird. Right around June of 2006, Issue 28 came out. But we didn't get another issue, it looks like, until April of 2008. Yeah, he started... uh, It was like almost a two-year gap there. Yeah, I don't mean anything negative by this, but um, he started uh, slipping in his... In his schedule, I guess, I should say. I don't know. Yeah, because really after that, you have all the way up to issue 32, and that that's it. So it goes from issue 28 was the first printing was in June of 2006, mm-hmm. and then issue 29 didn't um, get published till April of 2008, and then issue 30 didn't come out till May of 2009, and then TMNT 31 is on Peter Laird's blog page. I don't know when he put that up, and then... Um, TMNT 32, the last one so far, is May of 2014. So, you know, there's a huge gap there. So by the end of the 20 issues, or the latter part of the the 20 range of issues, that's pretty much the beginning of the end for for Volume 4. But yet, the the irony is Tales of the TMNT Volume 2 went far longer and more consistent. But there was a lot of guest writers, too, for that. Um, Yeah. and you know, not guest writers, but like foundational writers, like Ryan Brown. Yeah, um, uh, Dan Berger was in a lot of those. It was cool to see that. Um, so, anyways, that was what we, what was going on in the comics. And um, I I didn't pull up the list, but I'd say easily we're in season five or six of the two thousand three cartoon. Um, yeah. So uh, some really cool the stuff. Two thousand three uh, series went until two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. So. so this might be around that fast forward era, uh, which a lot of people don't like. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. If you so, like Batman Beyond, you like Team and T Fast Forward. I'm sorry, they're the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's just more jokes in one. They're the uh, same nice. thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know what? I say we we go ahead. We we jump on into this, my friend. What do you think? Awesome. Okay, so um, listeners, thank you so much for the feedback we have received. As a matter of fact, just in, Josh, we got a phone call. Yeah, we we just got a phone call just came in. So we got, uh, I think, one email and two phone calls regarding this. Um, Who's the phone call from? I I know one's from Rob. I'm not sure who the second one's from, so I I don't know. You know. You know. No, I swear I don't. I don't. uh, Yeah, you know. You think it's Brian? Is it Brian? I hope it's Brian. (laughs) I promise. I really don't know. <laughs> Gonna be Brian. Oh, I hope so. Um, 
Oh, one last thing. I'm so sorry, Josh. One last thing I want to read. This is in regards to the Slam Dunk Mikey, uh, or Slam Dunk and Donnie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from the, white, the white jersey one. Yeah, from the last episode. Remember, right. we reached out to our listeners and uh, asked a couple questions about it because not there's not a lot of information on it. And this listener reached out to me personally on Facebook. Um, and, I, you know, I won't mention his name because I'm not sure if he wanted me to. So I'll just read what he had to say. Hello, I just finished listening to the episode 116 podcast where a guy called in about just how rare the Walmart-exclusive white jersey Slam Dunkin' Don toy actually is. Well, I got some information from a guy named Captain Mike about it, and I think the TMNT toy collectors really need to know that it's quite possibly the rarest toy from the original Playmates line. I've heard um, of Captain Mike. I have too. I've heard yeah. that a couple times, yeah. Um, here's, a, here's a small wall of text about it. Uh, hopefully you can do a follow-up on your bodacious podcast. Public 1994 annual report of Walmart. Um, it was sold in 1,953 stores. There are 68 super centers, 419 Sam, Sam's Clubs. The regular red jersey Slam Dunkin' Don is a three-per-case toy. The white jersey Slam Dunkin' Don is a one-per-case toy. There were two cases per month, two white Slam Dunkin' Don toys per month, two white Slam Dunkin' toys for 2021 stores per month. And let's assume that most Walmart stores continue to reorder TMNT toys for the year and next year. So refill those cases at least eight months out of the year, pending slow seasons and low inventory stock. Eight times two equals 16 total white Slam Dunkin' Don toys for the year of 1994. That's crazy. Uh, if, they if they continue the line next year in 1995 for regular stock inventory, this number would have doubled to... Uh, this number is doubled to 32 White Slam Dunkin' Don toys in a total of two-year run of a one-per-case toy. This is standard numbers based off a number of store locations in the United States for Star Wars and other Hasbro action figures. In a 12-month period, including holidays, let's assume that there are less than 10 Slam Dunkin' Don toys for the year of 93 and 94 seasons. 1994 and 1995 might have an additional 10. However, they were ending the toy lines of their most popular runs and character lineups after all the purple card reissues of the original figures. So I doubt that they would order another full quantity of 15 to 20 cases for the year of 1995. The more rare toys will be from the 95-96 waves, since they made fewer of them and stores were ordering less and less shipments for their toy department inventory. Uh, definitely less than 100. Probably less than 5 to 10 still mint on card. Less than 20 loose. There are These are very stark numbers and quite low any way you slice it. The white jersey is a very rare toy. Rarer than Scratch, Hotspot, and the undercover turtles with cloth trench coats. I've seen entire cases of Scratch the Cat, so I know for a fact he's not near as rare as the store exclusives and the one, one per case toys. I would... Oh yeah, and the, and I think that's it. Um, the guy asked to remain not anonymous, and I will uh, I will keep your I will honor that for sure, my man. But thank you so much for for the email and the information. Very specific stuff, and obviously, if it's less than a hundred, I agree with that point. There's probably at the most maybe about ten still men on card. So yeah, if you have a white jersey slam dunk and don, man, you got gold there. Man, and you know what's crazy is like I've looked up undercover turtles and i've looked up the uh 
the white jersey Donatello and the white jersey seemingly from what I remember because it was a couple of weeks ago seemingly the white jersey Donatello uh, one was cheaper a lot cheaper than the undercover turtles wow isn't that crazy and, like, that, and it's just you know if the white was see that's how people that's that's what I talk about the collector's market man people don't actually know what they have the very mm-hmm. few people know what they have because like I saw an undercover Raphael with no coat and no accessories, like, being sold for, like, 900 bucks. What? It's like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> Where'd you, you get that you figure? You took away everything that makes him an undercover turtle. <laughs> Think about yeah, that. Yeah, but he's from the 80s and 90s. Well, you Vintage. know what I'm going to do is, like, I want to get the undercover turtles, but I don't want to spend $2,000 on little four-inch plastic men. <laughs> So like I'm just gonna bu- I'm just gonna buy four more of the un- the original undercover Don with the plastic coat. That's like I found a bundle of four of them for like eighteen bucks. I'm just gonna buy oh, them. Yeah. And paint them. So, <laughs> there you go. Just gonna there buy go. them and paint them. That's it. I got my undercover turtles. Yeah, and, and even box like the um, when I went to go buy the undercover Donatello the the um, the hard trench coat twenty bucks maybe in box maybe thirty. I mean yeah. they, they won't break the bank. Um, it won't, not at all. Like I, I got one. I, the the one I have in my sh- in my uh, shelf over here, I think I got them for like twelve bucks. Wow, maybe I don't know. That's not bad at all. Yeah. I know it was less than twenty because I bought the other three in disguise turtles with them, so it was really cheap to get all four of them. I spent less than forty bucks on all of them. Ah, very cool, very cool. That's that's a good deal. Oh, and you know what? That reminds me. Speaking of pickups, dude. I got the uh, the backpack. I don't know if you saw the picture. That little purple backpack. I didn't uh, see I, it. Oh, okay. I posted it on the group page. Oh. Listeners, there has been a backpack that I had years ago. I, I, I know for a fact I was in second grade, and I my mom surprised me with it because my old book bag was falling apart. And it, it, it felt like a hiker's backpack. It was like a rectangular shape. And for some reason in my mind, I thought it was either black or red. But, I, I, you know, it could just be my memory playing tricks on me. Anyways, unfortunately, I was so proud of that backpack. It even had, like, it, it felt like a locker when you opened it because it had a, two shelves in it. It had, like, this little um, sleeve where you could hang your pens up. And you, you know, Anyways, it was a really nice backpack. It came with a water bottle and everything and maybe even a lunchbox. But, unfortunately, oh, yeah. the, the zipper broke right away uh, on it. And I think... Some I think my parents were cleaning and they just threw it out. I, I didn't have it for very long, maybe two or three months, and I was really kind of sad just to you know devastated to see that go. But for years, guys, years I tried to find that one backpack, and I found it. I was just I think just randomly I was looking at something else on eBay, and then it said related uh, posts, and that's when I saw the backpack, and it was purple. Maybe I had my um, memory wrong there, uh, but yeah. I put in a bid for it. They wanted fifty. I offered thirty, and they took it. So I was like, "Yes, that's <laughs> so, awesome, man!" Yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at your picture right now, and I, I love how they're all on a surfboard, and Michelangelo is not only eating a pizza, <laughs> like, a, like a steaming hot pizza that he just hot. got out of the oven in the middle of the ocean. You gotta love those boardwalk pizzerias. <laughs> but he's eating it like a cheeseburger. Like he's got like both hands up. <laughs> I love he's eating it. it like a sandwich. It's like I don't think Michelangelo. Michelangelo's so hungry that logic went out the window. <laughs> ah, it's fine. It's cartoon. <laughs> it's better that. It's better eating it like that than eating it with a knife and fork. So. Oh, that you know that's true. That, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. 
Well, all right, guys. Uh, sorry for the kind of digression there, but um, finally going to jump into the movie. We'll read the, the listener feedback on this movie, and uh, also we have two phone calls for it. We'll do that maybe around the halfway mark, so about 45 minutes in the movie. We'll, we'll try to do that at a good stopping point. So, uh, Josh, I've got mine pulled up. All right, guys. Um, if you want to follow along with us, we're going to go ahead and click play in uh, five, four, three, two, one, and click. All right, and I'm running. Here we go. I'm excited, Josh. I feel like we're, we need popcorn. I know. I got coffee. That's not the same. Yeah, I've got milk. Yeah, your jar of growth hormone. You're <laughs> <drinking>. <laughs> oh, you take off. Take off. All right, and I can hear it. Let me cut it up a little bit. Ooh, that sounds good. It's Ecto Cooler! I know, I always thought that was cool. They had this green fire, and I... I I always thought, because usually using movie logic, you see something like this, and you think this movie is going to, like, like the conflict is going to hinge upon the use of green flame. Yeah. <laughs> and they I were love, like, no, that man, logo. fire just looks cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's rooftop scene. Genetically so the guy narrating this right now is Lawrence Fishburne. Ah, uh, Morpheus. Morpheus himself, yeah, he's... he's he was in this one thing, <laughs> this, this one little scene, and I remember watching the, the 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 DVD extras on this movie are awesome. By the way, uh, I've got the Blu-ray. Nice. Yeah, watch the Blu-ray. The DVD extras are awesome. And then when they're doing a cast interview, there's the Shredder. Ah, uh, he looks great, by the way. Yeah. But now looks like the IDW Shredder almost. Looks almost. Yeah, like they, there there might be some inspiration there. But like, if you watch the the voice cast uh, interviews with the cast, where they interview everybody but the guys playing the Ninja Turtles, you would think that Lawrence Fishburne had a much bigger part in the movie, but he doesn't. He's in this one. He, his part's already done. He's done. At a warrior king. No, he's still. That's all he needed to do. Yeah, he did. He got paid like. Let's imagine he got paid like he probably got paid scale, which means minimum wage for actors. So he probably got paid about fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And because of an actor of his caliber, because the Matrix trilogy had just Nothing really was kind of weaning off by this time. So he probably got paid about 10 to 50 grand for about roughly three hours worth of work, maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> not bad for a day's work. I a would do that in a heartbeat because, like, yeah, not a bad morning's worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> just because you're doing voiceover, it meant $50,000 would dramatically change my life right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why I don't loan dead, put some money towards the house. The don't play the lottery, kids. Play the <laughs> local lotteries. Don't play the nationals. Play the local lottery. Because you really think about it. Like 100 grand will really help you out. Everybody wants ah, look at this. 50 million, but whatever. He became immortal, but at a price. Wow, cool special effects. Look at this battle scene. It's like World of Warcraft. I was just yeah, I was trying was to figure out what it would look like, and yeah, it looks like World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys are turning to stone. Yeah. See, if you're a Turtles fan, you're you're watching this going, "What the heck is happening right now? What is going on here?" But that's Turtles for you. You can do stuff like this. I know, like Turtles kind of work no matter what you do. Like the next movie could have been like a noir film, and it would have worked. You know. <laughs> He's looking at you, kid. Like, I would love to see a Ninja Turtles film, where, which is like a political thriller, where, like, a Rokusaki gets uh, voted president of the United States. You know? <laughs> just, <laughs> and the Ninja Turtles, we have to take down the president. What? We just... <laughs> 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 
They were captured by Ninja. Turtles. It's like, dude, like, you know, Tom Clancy's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, you have Leonardo doing the Splinter Cell stuff. Donatello is more like the Jack Ryan kind of guy. And the monster. Oh, yeah. that'd be great. That would be so cool. We should write that. What Let's just see. happened, Hosehead? Okay, so... So what happened? What the crux of this story is is there was about fifty thousand years ago, I believe it said, there was a warrior king named Yaudel, and he was probably an Aztec warrior from the looks of all of his stuff, and he beat back this army to to uh, use this tablet that absorbed a beam and created a portal from a planetary alignment that opened a portal. And granted him immortality and turned his generals into stone and released 13 monsters upon the world. So what he has to do, what Yaudel has to do, is Yaudel is voiced by uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, you know, the great Professor Xavier. Uh, Yaudel, what he has to do is by the next planetary alignment, he has to open the portal and shove back in the 13 monsters to regain his mortality. Wow. You know, because he wants immortality. At this, at that point in his life, he wants immortality. And then we'll learn that he... You'll learn as the movie goes on that he... This isn't a spoiler, but he kind of realizes that immortality kind of sucks. <laughs> he even says immortality is a curse. And so yeah. right now, in the same jungle, 50,000 years later, you're about to find out that there is a dude who's protecting the villages from this corrupt military here. Hmm. So... And this dude, uh, hold on. Not this guy, but the guy that's the driver. Yeah. That is the same guy that voices Donatello. Oh, cool. Um, let me check his name, because I got everything pulled up here. Wait a minute, I know who's in the woods. It's Predator. Dude, yeah, Predator. Call, calling it. Ninja Turtles Predator. That Ninja Yes. Be Predator. That'd be great. Could you imagine, like, a, a, a battle of the, like, the Utrams versus, you know... All the predators, on their- dude. I want to see the Triceratons versus the predators. That's yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Dinosaurs versus aliens. Yes. Yeah, duh. That sounds like you are writing a billion dollar movie and you don't even know. That. <laughs> oh, there's Leo. Yeah, there's his Michael Myers moment. <laughs> see, see, that's perfect though. He's in the shadows. I love it when they reveal him slowly in the shadows. Yeah. Instead of just you know jumping on screen. I'm not afraid of that ghost. But you know what? Jumping on screen when you already know they're going to show up. Like, in a sequel, it works. Yeah, yeah. Boom! You know, like, this is... This movie is technically the fourth movie. It's a sequel to the live-action movies. But it's, oh, it is? But it's also kind of a reboot, so it's a sequel, but not really. Because yeah. it's its own thing. And if you really pay attention to what is going on, it doesn't line up with the other movies. You know? Interesting. But it yeah. does line up with the other movies, you know? It's weird. It, it's it's kind of like whatever you want it to be. Right. It's kind of like it's a reboot or it's a sequel. Which one do you want? It? I kind of think of it as just a new Ninja Turtles movie at the time. So I got to ask you something. Why is Leo hanging out in Central America right now? So at this point, uh, a year prior to this in the story's canon, Splinter sent Leonardo on a training mission um, to become a better leader and oh cool you know that was kind of going on in um the 2003 cartoon at this time too yeah but at at this point in the movie's timeline he was already splinter expected him to come back in like six months 
and he's been gone for over a year because according to Leonardo, he's not strong enough for what? We don't know yet. He's just he's not ready. You know. And it is just kind of an allegory for when like your kid grows up and goes all of these kids I would argue that these are not the reason it's not called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is these guys aren't teenagers anymore. You know, no. Donatello and Michelangelo are working. Raphael is kind of a layabout, seemingly, and Leonardo is off to college by himself yeah. for some. You know, it's, these guys are probably around like twenty or twenty-one or something like that. Yeah, and I love. Yeah, the and that, once again, that line up with Volume Four. Sorry, man, I didn't mean to step over you. What were you saying? No, I love the character intros. Like at this point, when you see a Ninja Turtle, they show their name. Just boom, Leonardo. Yeah, <laughs> because they don't call him Leonardo. They everyone calls him Leo. They all do the shorthand names. It's like, and that makes sense because nobody calls you Robert. That's true. Everybody That's calls true. you Rob, even though your name mm-hmm. is Robert. Like he's Leonardo, but everyone calls him Leo. Mm-hmm. The only one that calls them by their f- full names is Splinter, their dad. That's right, Leonardo. Leonardo. How bad could it be? And Splinter is voiced by the uh, Oscar award-winning actor Mako. And and Donatello is tech support. This is what my wife does now for Amazon. <laughs> wow, I have seen this. And that, you know, I I really do like the voices though. I think they match. That was such a dirty joke that that he just said. Donatello's got his face palming and he says, "No, sir, I'm not playing hard to get. I told you already, it's not that kind of phone line." Oh my gosh! So take from that what you will. <laughs> oh, jeez, I didn't notice that. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey! There he is. Now this, he's wearing the Cowabunga Carl mask. That, that, oh, is, yeah. that is directly inspired by the 87 cartoon. That's according, right, that's according right. According to uh, the director. And you know what this part reminds me of? This reminds me of Ghostbusters 2. Remember when they're doing the parties? Oh god, yeah, yeah, they're doing the birthday parties. <laughs> Hey Grayson, what, what do you think of uh, the Turtles movie? He just sleeps all You say that's a turtle. <laughs> oh, there he is. Now Raphael here has taken on the guise of the armored vigilante known as the Night Watcher. And around the time this movie was being released, in the months preceding it, uh, Mirage Comics released a series of one shots um, and a comic book adaptation of the movie. And during the which is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, I have the I have the collection. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um. But uh, during the Raphael one shot, uh, he's trying. Raphael's just trying to figure out what to do, and because he's just so stubborn, he won't say it. But he feels like Leonardo abandoned him, not abandoned the family. He feels Leonardo abandoned him, hmm. and that's why he's so ticked off. And he goes out fighting crime, and he gets his butt kicked. And there's this old dude. Who says, you know what you need to do? You need to send a message. You know, you need to give them something to fear so they don't just beat you up. Yeah. And you find out that this old dude used to be a crime fighter and he retired. And that's where Leonardo got the whole Night Watcher gimmick from. Wow. That's awesome. I love love his outfit, by the way. Did they have a figure of this? They had a figure of this that came with a motorcycle. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more pricey. With all the armor, too? With all the armor, yeah, and he came with wow. the helmet and all that, and he came with the motorcycle, and it's a little pricey, and more from based on what I've seen, more often than not, you're gonna just find the figure. Okay. It's you know. Okay, I got you. Which is fine because I mean that's a that's a really cool look for him. I mean he looks 
He looks almost Shredder-like right there. Just like if you took all the blades off Shredder but kept all the armor, that's what he looks like. Yeah, no kidding. He kind of reminds me of Batman, too. You see how he had them chained up? Yeah. That's, like, that's such a Batman move. I love that. And you know what? You bring up a great point there, Josh, too. Um, you know, these they're not teenagers now. I mean, do you see teenagers doing that kind of stuff on their own like that? It just it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're teenagers anymore. No. And I'm glad because at this point, you know, older fans would love to see something like this. You know, a lot of soul searching going on with Leo. Yeah. Um, they've all gone their separate ways, and we're starting to see that in the IDW series now too. So it, it, I always love when we get kind of these more mature storylines. Yeah, exactly. It should also be mentioned that April O'Neil is searching uh, the jungles for Leonardo, and she's voiced by Sarah Michelle Gellar. She does a great job. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Cowabunga Carl. I love it. I want this turtle van so bad. I do, too. I, I just have no place for it. I have no place for <laughs> accessories anymore. You know what's so funny is uh, when I went up to Michigan to go see my butt, you know, Jay Weezy, uh-huh. we were at a flea market and Stacy, Josh's wife, she goes, oh my gosh, I just found this like Kmart version of the turtle van. <laughs> uh, she didn't know it was from this film. So I, I come by and I see it and I, I didn't recognize it right away. I was like, could it be? And then I Googled it and sure enough, it was from this film. And you know what? In hindsight, I should have bought it because they wanted to steal for it. I think they wanted like 10 bucks for it. Yeah. Oh, cool this, skateboarding scene. This is really cool. Um, I think this song is by The Hives. Nice. Um, I forget what it's called, but I've got the soundtrack to this on my iPod. But uh, let me ask you something. Yeah. With the turtles, you know, see, seeing how easily they skateboarded, did they ever inspire you to want to skateboard? No, no. I before before I knew about the turtles when I was real real little. Uh, my grandfather got me a skateboard. And oh yeah. And he he just thought I would like it, and so I got, it was this little wooden skateboard. I was probably four, and I got on it, and I went straight forward, and I lost my footing. The skateboard came out from under me, and I s- fell on the ground and slid underneath my dad's car. Oh my goodness! And I just I got torn up from the bumper, like it tore like. It probably seems more graphic in my head looking back on it now, but it like tore like all the skin from like my ankles up to my kneecaps, like oh. going. And I went full body under the under the car, and I was just. Ugh. And then I like tried because you know your pain is new when you're four, and you like try to like kind of freak out a little bit. And I banged my head on the engine of the car from underneath. Oh. <laughs> and like my dad, and my grandpa pulled me out and. I told my grandpa, I don't think I'm going to skateboard. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> so no, skateboarding has never appealed to me. Rollerblading was, I, I got better at that. I, I did that when I was a teenager. But like, I, hey, that, we, were, we were kids of the 90s, man. Yeah, man. Like I, I, Everybody had rollerblades when we were a kid, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But my parents were like so worried about me because they remembered that skateboarding accident that when they got me rollerblades for my birthday one year, they got me all the pads, like the wrist guards, the elbow. I look like a crap. Oh, I, I know what you mean about the pads. Man. Yeah, I looked like one of those like CPR dummies. <laughs> I was just all kitted up and everything. Oh, that's great. Oh, there's Splinter. 
What, so what do you think of their designs? I mean, when you first saw this... I think you were a little bit did ahead you think, of me. Oh, okay. Uh, what what time are you on? Uh, I'm on 16.05. I'm at 15.50. Uh, I'm at 16 right now. Okay, I'll pause it for a couple seconds. So, yeah, so what what do you think of this? I mean, uh, as right. far as their designs. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, so their designs... Because I'm at 16.12 right now. Okay, so anyway, sorry about that. So their designs... I really like how... I've said this before, and I'm probably going to say it again. It is the hardest thing to design a new version of an established something, of an established yeah. character. Whether it be like try designing a new Batman costume, right? While making it your own, but letting everyone know that this is Batman. Right. Exactly. You know, and I really love that they they erred a little bit more on the side of realism with the turtles here. But right. they're still very much like you know what this is like a CGI version of the 1990 Turtles. That's basically what it is. I could see that, yeah. And whereas April and all the human characters look like the way Pixar established human characters would look, right? You know, so and and there's no problem with that. I like that, and you know, and here we go. My favorite cast member right here is Chris Evans. Oh yeah, Captain America as Casey Jones. Yeah. Casey America. Yeah, Casey America, man. It's, it's Captain Jones. Anyway, so... And and plus, Chris Evans is from Boston, so he didn't really have to try that hard to do the accent. So. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Very cool. Yeah, he's from Boston. And, uh... So, but I really, I really love... I really love Splinter's design, I think, the best, because he looks... He just looks good. Like, he just looks like a rat who was... Who was... Just a big rat, but not scary looking. <laughs> he looks really cool. All right. and yeah, I'm with you. I still don't understand why he has a Japanese accent, but you know, <laughs> that's all right. Whatever. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember at the time thinking, "Oh man, what is this going to be like?" Because uh, of course, all we had were the three live action movies. But I remember being pleasantly surprised at how good it looked and you know now 11 years later i think it holds up wonderfully oh yeah with i mean i don't know i don't, I don't really see how this could look bad i don't really see how this could look bad to somebody you know because no and i'm saying that as somebody who i'm sure an animator like a guy who does cg animation animation for a living could like notice 14,000 different flaws in any single frame of this movie or any animated movie before now. Yeah. Because, like, it's not that it's bad, but there's so many improvements that have been made since. You know, and it's just, it's really cool. You know, this just looks really, really interesting. And I would love to see an animated series or another animated movie that just takes to this style. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So this is uh, Maxwell Winters. For those that don't know, this is Yaudel from the beginning of the movie. Is, is it just me, or does he kind of look like Liam Neeson a little bit? I believe this is the one they call General. Ex- I was thinking he looks kind of like an actor named Kieran Hines, who oh, okay. was I'm actually sure uh, with Liam Neeson in the movie Excalibur that came out in the eighties. Wow, there you go. Uh, he recently played Steppenwolf in the Justice League movie. Um, oh wow, yeah, yeah, and it looks a lot like him. And he, Kieran Hines, is this big, broad. English actor with slick back black hair and he's just this imposing looking dude and that's what Winters Winters is just imposing 
He looked now, like, it, he looks like Lex Luthor with hair. He's just an imposing. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Now, is he new to the series? Um, this is the only point, appearance is... from him. Wow. I say we'll see him in IDW. One thing, if you listen to the uh, director's commentary on this movie, is that you'll notice that you, you won't notice that the first time. I didn't know. At least I didn't notice it the first time. Yeah. But Winters' office is constantly moving. And that's because his office is actually a massive elevator hooked up to the front of the office building that he works in. Oh, wow. And according, oh, Rob's back. Okay. And according to the director during his commentary, uh, he knew a man in Japan that worked in a factory that was a foreman that had to go up multiple floors. And so he made his office out of an elevator. And so that wow. way he could just, you know, constantly go to the floors he needed to go to. And that's pretty cool. And, you know, I, I really want to mention the Foot Clan in this. Karai made her big appearance, uh, first appearance in any uh, Ninja Turtle film, along with the uh, the Foot uh, Clan ninjas. And Karai is voiced by an actress named Ziyi Zhang. And I really love Karai. This is the best design for Karai, in my opinion. Yeah, she looks good. She looks um, she looks incredible. Yeah. Ziyi you know? uh, Zhang uh, is very well known for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, films like uh, Memoirs of Geisha, The Grandmaster, House of Flying Daggers. She's, she's a massive presence in Chinese uh, martial arts films. And just film in general. She's an incredible actress. Wasn't that hard, man? You know, you look like a big metal turtle. Uh, is that obvious, huh? So this is the first meeting between Casey Jones and Raphael, and seemingly in a long time too. Like they they don't they don't mention how much time has passed in between when they were all a core unit of you know a family unit of like ten people, give or take, uh, or seven people. I mean, uh, between now when everybody's just disassembled because. There's actually a great this scene coming up here. Um, Casey Jones is actually not complaining, but he's just venting about uh, his relationship with April. And it's like Kate, this is a very real thing. We're like Casey and April love each other, honestly love each other. <coughs> Excuse me, but Casey Jones is kind of an immature dude. He's kind of just a giant kid who beats up criminals and. She, April is getting to a point in her life where she needs him to be something. He need, She needs him to move beyond that. It's like, you know, we have our careers now. We, we've got our own place. They're probably talking about maybe getting married or maybe just being more exclusive or whatever. You know, maybe they're mentioning their own family or something like that to each other. And she needs him to be more than just a dude with a baseball bat and a hockey mask. You know, that, that's interesting you bring that up because you see that a lot in Volume 4, too. You know, this kind of like they're on their own. They have their own place. just trying to start a family, you know. So, And this is right around that time, too. So it's really yeah. cool to see that parallel. Yeah, and Kevin Monroe, the director and the writer of this film, was very, very influenced by Peter, what Peter Laird was doing, seemingly. But, that's like, awesome. when uh, P, uh, Kevin Monroe made his pitch to Peter Laird because he had to convince Peter Laird to get the movie made. Yeah, and so he went to dinner with Peter Laird, and he told him all about his pitch, and uh, basically, uh, 
when the check came and I think Kevin Monroe paid for it on the back of his copy of the receipt, Kevin uh, Peter Laird. Oh, I'm sorry, it was not it was not the check, but he, uh, Kevin Monroe had Peter Laird uh, autograph his copy of the first issue of the Turtles comic. Oh, cool. He, he wrote Peter Laird, make me a good movie. So that was how Kevin Monroe knew he had the job. Oh, awesome. And I thought it that's a great story, right? But like yeah. the next day, like <laughs> Peter Laird calls Kevin Monroe and he says to him there's one stipulation. He's like, "What?" He's like, "Do not put Venus in this movie." <laughs> because Kevin Monroe had a pitch for Venus. He was like, "You know, maybe we I think we could do something cool with her." He's like, "You will not if you want to make this movie, you will not put Venus de Milo in this movie." Wow. Like, I didn't wow. Know that. Sure. Okay. Calm down. Is that true? That's a true story? That's true, yeah. Wow. I love how Michelangelo is sleeping here. He's snoring, and when he exhales, he goes, dude. <laughs> so he's like this. <laughs> dude. <laughs> With a bag of Doritos on his face. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, didn't you say, th- is this the part where they have the scepter hanging up somewhere? With Splinter? Yeah, um, yes, yeah. He's going to give Leonardo a, a medal. Yeah. Uh, in just a couple of seconds. And you're going to see, you're going to see the scepter. You're going to see Shredder's helmet. You're going to see Lord Norinaga from the third movie. You're going to see his oh, armor. Wow, cool. There's a, sp- there's a helmet from a Triceraton spacesuit. Oh, cool. There's the TGRI canister. Uh, you're going to, you're going to, s- Oh, you must have already seen it. But anyway, uh, you see it a couple. You see it a couple times in the movie. But um, I'm sorry. Every time I'm trying to look for something, I'm trying to move because there's a glare from my window on the TV. Because oh, the, nice. They're on exact opposite sides of the room, so I'm just kind of like, oh crap, it's sunny, <laughs> and the sun is right at my side of the house right now. Um, yeah, like we said in the last episode, you're like, stupid son. Man, <laughs> what good do you do? Please don't go anywhere. <laughs> I've missed you, Leonardo. Oh, good. That, now that's cool. I like that embrace there. And if you look in the background, if you look in the background on Splinter's side of the room, so imagine his side of the room where he's standing at his back, there's a right there between them. Yeah, two, yeah I see a it. giant painting of Hamato Yoshi. Welcome home. Interesting. Yeah, so that means that this uh, splinter is the pet rat, not Matayoshi you know, turned into a rat, like the cartoon. So it's inspired by the original movies, but uh, but you know, not exactly a sequel, not fully a reboot. It's just kind of its own thing, just whatever. You know, one one thing I have to say already is it's got that great feel of of family here. Um, Mikey's, and I think they have the characters. <laughs> Michelangelo, Michelangelo has nightmares of birthday parties. I love this. I, I think every turtle's getting their own attention. It really is. Uh, yeah, yes and no, because it really is Leonardo and Raphael's movie. Sure, sure. You know, which kind of which, like kind of, which is kind of like all of the movies. You know, it's, it, it really is. And you know, just their dynamic is so interesting. And I think it's because their dynamic is just, they're just contentious with each other. Uh, but Michelangelo and Donatello are, they, they really are cut from the same mold. Like, those two are the free, as logical and as intelligent as uh, Donatello is. 
Donatello is one of those like straight guys that loves to have fun. Yeah. Loves to go crazy on Saturday and Sunday. You know? <laughs> but then Monday yeah. through Friday he's working. Yeah, you know? he's busy. Michelangelo kind of makes him like have fun. He's like, yeah. okay, been, you've been tinkering around with a mouser for long enough, let's go out to the arcade. Yeah. Remember, and then it's like, okay. And this is why I kind wow, of cool shot. This shot in particular is kind of the reason why I think Kevin Eastman had it right the last time he was on our show. He's like, from now on, Ninja Turtle films should just be animated. Because you cannot get a shot like that 360 shot around the the crane, the construction crane right there with them jumping onto it and walking and jumping off of it. Yeah, yeah, good you point. You can do it, but it's incredibly dangerous and it's incredibly expensive. Right. And you're going to do it in front of green screen anyway, so you might as well make the whole thing animated. Right. You know, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Now, these monsters here, like this guy looks awesome. Were, were these ever figures? Yes. Yeah, not every single one of them, but yeah, this one, this one specifically, this uh, monster is, every monster is inspired by our mythology in this movie. Wow. So this monster is the basis for Bigfoot. Um, okay, wow. So that Bigfoot, and it was, the figure was actually, I think it was called Bigfoot, but that figure was a mail-away figure, so you cut up five proofs of purchases or ten proofs of purchase. And you mail it in, and you get this figure in uh, the mail a month later. Huh. <laughs> and this one, this one surprisingly is actually relatively cheap. You can get that figure for like thirty-five to fifty bucks. Wow. Which I kind of think is worth it, you know, because it, it is a bigger figure, and it's it's a it's a big piece of plastic. And you would have to think, you know, it's not very common. No, not at all. It's a mail. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, you did not find that your at your local, you know, CVS drugstore or something. Like right. That. But, like, this could not be done in live action. I mean, it, it could be, but it wouldn't... I mean, it, again, you know, if you're just going to make it CG anyway, you might as well just make the whole thing CG. Yeah, I, I'm with... I, you know, I think I agree with that. Yeah, because, you know, the um, technology for the live action films was phenomenal. But, you know, I'm sure they were handicapped in, in some ways what they could do, because, let's face it, I mean, you couldn't obviously do this... Well, the thing of it is, is like, y you can, but it just, it everything boils down to money. Yes, of course. You know, because, yeah. like, this is a fully CG film with a budget of $35 million. They did all this with $35 million. Yeah. <coughs> Which is bonkers money, okay? Like, I will never see that kind of money. But Ninja Turtles in 2014 had a budget of, like, $150 million or $125 million. So it had over double the budget of this, and there are still limitations to those movies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, you're right. You know, you know, I mean, like, and I, I still believe that it, you know, I, I like how those turtles look. They look great. There is a bit of Uncanny Valley in there, but there's <laughs> there's just as much Uncanny Valley, like uh, Avengers Infinity War just came out a couple of months ago, <laughs> and whether you've seen it or not, we all know who Thanos is. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't care how realistic he does or does not look. You always know that that is a CG character that is not actually there. That Captain America is not actually punching. <laughs> you know that because I'm sorry. No actor is nine feet tall and purple. <laughs> hey, hey. So who were those soldiers that beat up that monster? Were they the um, uh, immortal guys? Yes, those were. Yeah. Okay. So at this point in the movie. 
uh, Max Winters was the reason he knows April is April was finding these statues for him that she thought were just statues. And so he puts a little technological doodad on their chest that they never explain. It just does something to them. And he puts basically their heart on their chest. And it revives them. And, like, they're alive now for the first time in thousands of years. And those are the four generals that were turned into stone so he could become an immortal. Oh, wow. Hey, stone soldiers. Yeah, rock soldiers, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's it. These figures they do have, but they're incredibly expensive. They came in two packs with the with the Ninja Turtles. Wow. And I so want those figures. And every time I've seen them for a decent price, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it because I, I don't know why. You know? Yeah. I just, I want them, but I just don't want to buy them right now. You know? I understand. Hey, you, 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 there's only so much you can do. There's, yeah, I mean, there's only, I mean, I'm, I'm so invested with the original figures. It's just kind of like, that's just where I'm going to keep it. <laughs> you know? <it's> just, <laughs> For now. <laughs> maybe I'll get a couple more foot soldiers from the 2007 line, but like, I have no, I have my shelf with my 2007 figures right next to me. Nice. Right there. Right oh, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much all I need, right? I, mean, I got <laughs> exactly. four turtles, Casey, April, Splinter, Pariah, Foot Soldier, and Shredder. Oh, what do you have on his pizza there? He was putting cereal? cereal on his on his pizza, yeah. <laughs> and that what's that is pizza not... box say? Grocos? Chacos? Chacos. Chacos. <laughs> and so that was a nod to the 87 cartoon where they just put ridiculous just crap on their pizza. Oh, that's great. So they put I bet pizza. there's a whole bunch of Easter eggs we've not even seen yet. Like and okay, you, like look at that. I'm looking at that shelf back there. I'm sure there's something there. What's really, back. Cool, what's really cool is Donatello is actually they fought Bigfoot last night, right? Basically, yeah. So Donatello was reading a book about mythology. So right. he is he is piecing together what these monsters are. So like, mm-hmm. if you listen to the commentary, um, Kevin Monroe talks about how he really wrote Donatello like a detective in this movie. Oh, cool. But there was so much taken out of the movie that it's really just background stuff. So That nah, makes sense, yeah. And one thing that's super cute is Splinter is singing a song right now. And like I was saying earlier, uh, Mako, the uh, actor that portrayed Splinter in this movie that lent him his voice, that was a nursery rhyme that uh, his mother used to sing to him to get him to go to sleep at night. No kidding. Yeah, when he was a kid, yeah, that was the thing right there. And and this scene he's putting on the news, there's actually a great reference to the 2003 series where he's he's obsessed with soap operas. <laughs> and, Splinter, and you know the, the comics did that too. Yeah, and Splinter says Splinter says to the turtles, "If anyone needs me, I'll be watching my stories." <laughs> and then he, he says, "Jessica's just gonna leave Mark. I just know it." Yes. <laughs> And that just reminds me of my mom. Like we would watch all my children together, or and uh, General Hospital and One Life to Live. And my mom would say, "There's a three-hour block of time in the day where she's got to watch her stories. <laughs> got to catch up on the stories, and then she's good to go." <laughs> man, I always loved Dimitri and Bianca and all my children. Man, ah, oh. and sadly, I have no idea who they are, but I'm sure they're real. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're real to me. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so what what's the heat between Raph and Leo is it just because Leo left for so long Leo left yeah and just to Raphael from my interpretation because they don't they don't like openly say it until just year uh, until later in the film but like you know 
Raphael doesn't want to be led. He and, nah. and Leonardo and Leonardo le- there's conflicting emotions like he's glad Leonardo left because he doesn't want to be led, but he knows Leonardo is gone and he misses Leonardo and he doesn't like that he misses somebody. Yeah. He doesn't want to admit how much he cares about someone. Wow, this monster, by the way, looks amazing. So this monster is based on the Cyclops from Greek mythology. Yeah. And, yeah, so there's a bunch of them, like... Got a sweet mohawk. Yeah. This one right here is, like, the basis for alligators being in the sewer in New York. Wow. Leatherhead. Leatherhead, yeah. That would have been a cool... It wouldn't make sense, but it would be a cool reference, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I am really impressed with the uh, character designs here. Yeah. Wow, look at this one. Oh, you know who that looks like? That looks like, um... Oh, she's from TMNT Universe. Oh, yeah, um... Uh, what's her name? The Bug Lady. Yeah, the Scorpion Chick, yeah. Oh, what is her name? I don't know. I can't... I've lost it. She but was you know the, what? Uh, first issue, or, or second issue of Universe. Yeah, the first story arc, yeah. Yeah. You know what I love about this movie? If nothing else... They made a dump truck look super imposing. <laughs> they sure did. Because they're transporting these monsters in a dump truck, and it's just when you see that dump truck, it's like the shark from Jaws. You know something bad's gonna happen. When you see those <laughs> yellow barrels pop up, it's like oh something. Oh snap! <laughs> I have to say, man, already I know we're getting close to forty minutes in. I'm really liking this. <laughs> this is such a cool movie. Yeah, this is a really cool movie. I have not seen this in some time. Night Watcher at large. And I don't like this. Listen to the Raph's line right here. What is it? Right here. You know what the roof is, don't you? Okay, so Raphael, why do you got to be like that? You know what the roof is, don't you? You know what the roof is, don't you? Like, man, just an- can you answer a question like a normal person? <laughs> Hey, he's from Brooklyn, all right? Hey, yo, we're talking here. Hey, what, what you talking about? And so on we'll that pizza. News, on that newscast, there was a amateur footage of one of the stone uh, generals who was General Aguila, who was like the, the main general. Um, it showed him walking on the rooftop, and he kind of looks over his right shoulder and then starts walking again. If you watch that footage, and the director even comments confirm this, it is an exact reproduction of the very famous Bigfoot footage where it's walking and then it turns and looks at the cameraman and then walks away. Oh, cool. It is, cool. Yeah. I think we lost it. And so this next monster here is the inspiration of like a gargoyle. Or not, not a gargoyle. This, this one is uh, the basis for a vampire. Wow. Yeah, he looks great too. Yeah. What's going on, Rav? Did I mention we ran into a and in a lot of people give this scene guff because Raphael is about to turn and run. And that's something Raphael doesn't do. Like, if there's a fight, Raphael's going to fight. That's true. And that's according true. according to the director, he just saw what's about to happen next. And he's like, no, nah, I can't win. Goodbye. And you'll see what <laughs> so Here we go. Here's our right stuff moment right there. <laughs> And this is what just freaks out Raph. You'll see it in a second. Hey, those are a first for me too. And who knows? These guys might be friendly. <laughs> These guys might be friendly. Boom! Oh! And Raphael's like, I'm out. 
Because if you notice, he's not even next to Casey Jones anymore. <laughs> That's true, yeah! He's just gone. <laughs> Wait a second. Those statues look... But, yeah, those... This is when Casey Jones starts to piece it together. It's like, those are the statues. Yeah, those April statues, collected. yeah. Witnesses. Watch out! Oh, got him right in the arm. Ah, I don't feel so good. So this is our horror movie moment right here. Wow, that looks great. Look at that animation. Yeah. From crawling up the walls like that? That was awesome. Yeah. yeah like, he's Ace. gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you can't blame him at that point. We fade into the night, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got allergies. You know, in a way, I, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but in a way, I think that's maturity from Raph. Yeah. Because he, he realizes, okay, I, they got me with a tranquilizer. We're going to die. We're outnumbered. <laughs> Those guys just jacked up that giant vampire bat. I'm not going to win this fight. I got to run. Here's our Jason Voorhees moment right here. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool shot, man. Yeah. This Love is that super light. tense moment right now. So why would they be going after that? Oh, because the witnesses. Because oh, they're witnesses. Sorry. Yeah, they just. They, they just I want. I was wondering if they thought. I was wondering if they thought the turtles were monsters. It's very interesting. You thought that. I won't. I won't tell you why. But yeah. Oh, okay. Just wait. I got a hand to you, All right. Yeah, but that that's that uh, that police officer in the helicopter that was voiced by a, a great voice actor named John DiMaggio, who is very famous for voicing Bender from Futurama. Oh no way! Yeah. Wow. Yep. We haven't gotten to the. Um, Kevin Smith part, have we? No, oh, I love that. I love uh, that. Me too. <laughs> he's the he's the cook in that diner. Like, please don't. Yeah. My kids go to college. Come here to college. My kids go to college. <laughs> wow, look at that—a payphone. So this this uh, turtle layer here is a brand new layer that has that is completely uh, unique to this animated film. But if you look in the background, they've got all the stuff. From virtually every turtle layer that's been seen so far at this time, yeah. So like there's a little bit of 2003. The payphone is from the second movie, uh, Subway. And first movie, yeah. Remember when Michelangelo's on the phone? Yeah. You put anchovies oh, yeah, on this thing. Pizza, yeah. <laughs> and the clock's ticking, dude. Dude. <laughs> and I love the I love Michelangelo's line when they see Raphael. He's like he talks to Casey and everyone says, "Whoa, nice pad, kids." Oh, hey, Raph. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't even care. It's like, yeah, Raph did some stuff again. Yeah. Wow, look at the detail on that shell. I mean, really impressive. Yeah, they completely had to design because they they kind of have a uniform look for humans, but each turtle had to have had to have what they're called a uh, a muscle suit rendered for them. Oh, okay. So even everything like the detail, the muscles under their shell, it's like they have their own frame. And then they have a shell on top of it. So they had to figure out exactly how the anatomy of a mutant turtle that doesn't exist, how that would look, and then put the shell on top of them. Hey, so long as we're not coming out of their shells. Out of their shells. <laughs> All right, so April and Casey are investigating that crazy ninja star. Yeah. So this is a little bit of a reference to her being a reporter here at one time. You know, and that's the one great thing about April here. She's not just a stagnant reporter here. She is an investigator. She's doing all this 
crazy stuff all throughout she's, the world. She's not a damsel. Yeah, she's she sure. Yeah, she sure isn't. She don't need no man. So, <laughs> so like this is a great uh, thing here. A bunch of details. This is actually Winters' office, his yeah. his private quarters where he lives. Um, not his office. This is where he lives, and there's all these statues. And if you pay attention to them, he was many many military leaders throughout history. So he was a pharaoh. Oh wow! No kidding. He, yeah, he was a pharaoh. He was a Caesar from uh, the Roman Empire. He was a French general, and all the paintings. He's got all these paintings of women in his uh, in his room. Probably his and wives. Those were all of his wives. And hence why it's a curse to be a lot, you know, alive for that long. You, you think of all the losses. Yeah. That he's, you know, people he loved. And if you pay attention to how he talks to April, he's kind of into April a little bit. He kind of likes April a little. And all of his wives in in the uh, maybe maybe I'm just seeing maybe I'm projecting this, but all of his wives that you saw paintings and sculptures of or paintings of, they were all redheads. <laughs> So he's got a definite type that he likes. So oh, I, I, I love the hockey pictures in the background in uh, April Casey's apartment. Yeah. I noticed I that right away. That. Yeah. They, they were under the bookshelf. And again, April and Casey live in these one of these massive New York apartments. Yeah, look at those stairs, man. Fancy. Probably $2,000 a month, that yeah. apartment. Although I always wonder what those kind of stairs, you know, no rails. Seems kind of dangerous. Yeah, but it's so trendy, though. It is trendy. Hipster. The trendy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Raph, like the music here, sets the mood. Like how Raph went up to the rooftop on his own. Yeah, he didn't need anybody. I think we. Yeah, he didn't need no man either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting to the diner scene. Oh, okay. Okay. So I think I think after the diner scene is a good place to stop. Oh, good idea. I forgot about that. Wow, we we've passed the forty-five minute mark, haven't we? Um. Yeah, forty six fifty one. Do you want to just stop it here? We can. Oh, All right. real quickly, he's raising a glass to uh, his armor that he wore in Aztec times when he was cursed with immortality. So we'll stop it right after this exchange here. He's talking to General Aguila, and Aguila's like, we found the other monsters, and he's like, if we find all of them, we won't be immortal. And Winters is like, you're going to do what I say. Right? You work for me, this is what we're doing. And so you kind of think that uh, there's there's trouble in his ranks here. Yeah, yeah. All right, you want to stop stop it here with Mikey's here. skateboard? I'm at forty-seven thirty-five. Okay. okay. And... Oh crap! Hold on. All right, forty-seven thirty-eight. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll skip ahead just a sec. Forty-seven thirty-eight. Okay. All right. Good deal. Awesome. So yeah, it's Michelangelo's on the on the half pipe, and at this point, uh. Donatello's figured out that all of this has something to do with the planetary alignment. So wow, okay. So he is mapping out, in true Donatello fashion, he's going to map out every star. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to count right. all of the stars. So. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. 
The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So, so let me ask you something. What is your ideal snack? Because I'm going to give me some milk duds. What is your ideal snack for uh, movie theater? Okay, so um, at the movie, I don't know what it's like in every movie theater, but up here in Minnesota, they've got these candies called cookie dough bites. Oh yes, we've uh, they got them here. Do you have them too, man? Those are just they are the good. best. Yes, yes. And I love see, I love cookie dough bites on, or on ice cream. Oh, yes, so I'm not, good. I'm not big into cookie dough ice cream. Are you not? Oh, yeah, I just, I just, I'm not big into ice cream just because it's, it just. <gasps> I knew there was something I, weird about you. <laughs> no, I um, I've got a couple of fillings, and ever since I got fillings, just I can't. Ice cream hurts to eat, so I just, I just don't eat ice cream. That very, very rarely do I eat ice cream. So. Oh wow! Don't it just, I've got. I had a filling that uh, a couple of years ago. I had a filling that popped out of my mouth, and I had to get it replaced with a porcelain filling. And ever since then, it just it really hurts to eat ice cream because it's so cold. So it, it and every time I eat it, it feels like I got punched in the mouth. So I just got <laughs> and not in a good way. And so in other words, you don't want to get your fillings hurt. <laughs> oh my gosh, your reaction was perfect. You're a teacher, Rob. <laughs> All right, oh, that it, was it great. It was so hard to give you that look. <laughs> that was actually good. I was like, oh. Rob, really good one. I gotta, I gotta shut up. That was the first <laughs> time I think ever that I wish we had a, like a video podcast because <laughs> your face was great. <laughs> oh, all right, so, uh, so we you do take have a screenshot. One... You should have taken a screenshot. And made that the, the turtle flight. You look like you're gonna kill me. <laughs> I'm off the show. Oh, so. that was great. Oh gosh. All right, so we do have an email. Uh, I think it's our only email regarding um, this movie, but we do have two phone calls. This one's from our good buddy Chris Carlson. So he says, ah, the TMNT movie. I think that was the first movie I went to by myself, as for as I recall. Don't let that make you, f- make you feel old, though. I grew up on the countryside of Sweden, so getting into the cinema was kind of a pain. And what a <laughs> film-going experience it was. It was the first night showing... Um, dub only, unfortunately, a reason I don't see cartoon films in cinema. And at the end of the credits, I saw a group high-five and yell, Cowabunga! Ah, I said that wrong. Cowabunga! There we go. (laughs) But I could also see this movie not doing well, um, as there was a lot of empty seats. Anyway, the movie. More like the midlife Crisis Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Jokes aside... Uh, my only big problem with it is that yet another Leo and Raph Buttheads story we fans have seen before in tons of stories. Good thing it's one of the best Leo versus Raph stories. Even if the bad guys are kind of weak, but it's not about them, so who cares? And Karai's dub voice was so bad. She sounds like an old lady from Emperor's New Groove putting on an accent. <laughs> but great that she and the, foots, uh, the foot soldiers were in it. All in all, good movie with some real highs and a few lows. Give the Mirage Maids prequel comics a shot. They are a riot. Triceratons yeah. are in them. Okay. Thank you so much for the email, Chris. And you bring up a interesting point about... I, I dare say this, at least in the films, um, the confrontation with Leo and Raph, which we have yet to see. I cannot wait to see that again. 
Oh. I remember getting goosebumps when I saw that. I dare say this is the, one of the greatest cinematic uh, conflicts they've ever had. I, my, my thoughts are Christopher Carlson saying he grew up in the countryside of Sweden. Isn't all of Sweden countryside? <laughs> I have like never nice seen a building in, in Sweden. Just <laughs> This is our farm, and this uh, is where we make the milk. Oh, <laughs> and well, this is where the recola commercials are shot. So. And these are where the fish come from. <laughs> these, yeah, I know. Everything the light touches is our kind of whatever. So, yeah, you know, it, it is it is a trope, a, a, a quick, a getting tired of trope between Ninja Turtles with Raphael and Leonardo always butting heads. And that's what I, it kind of reminds me of the IDW comic. They kind of got that out of the way within the first 25 issues. Mm-hmm. You know, Raphael and Leonardo are just like simpatico now. Like they, they get it. It's like, yeah. You know, Leonardo's like, okay, you need to calm down. And Raph's like, okay, and that, that, that's it. That's and that's idea. it now. You know, because they got all that crap out of the way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, it it is. Leonardo is kind of arguably the bad guy, or Raphael is arguably the bad guy of this movie because it's just like he just wants things to. He he doesn't want to have help. He doesn't want to admit that he needs somebody and he's just very antagonistic towards everybody in this movie. Right, right. Like, he's not nice to a single person in this movie until he gets his... until he loses, you know, mm-hmm. a, a fight, you know, kind of figuratively and... Uh, figuratively speaking. Well, you know, you actually brought up a good point earlier. I, I think it's just because he's hurt, you know? He, yeah, he, he doesn't want to miss Leo being gone and he was kind of confused. He didn't know what to do and this is the only way he knows how to handle things is by... You know, taking things into his own hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a good point. Hi, this is Judith Hope as the original April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'm so glad you called. Leave a message after the beep, and if we're not beating up fat guys and trying to like whip the Foot Clan, we will return your call just as soon as we can. Thanks. All right, so we also have a phone call from Rob Veach. So uh, once you get that pulled up, Hosehead, I'll get mine pulled up too. Okay, I'm ready. Cowboy dudes, this is Rob Veach calling in. Uh, I guess a few little thoughts on the 2007 movie. Um, it is my second favorite Turtles movie. Like, you know, it can't beat the original one, but uh, mm. yeah, I think this one is really good. Um, that Leo Raph fight. Man, I, like I'm not usually into the, the heroes <laughs> fighting the other heroes thing that much. Like it often seems like kind of a silly gimmick to me, but that one, man, it it, it feels really earned in that it like builds off all the tension we've seen between those two in the previous mm. movies, but then just you know in the comics and they they go so and just like. The way it's shot, like, the fight choreography is great. And uh, what, one thing I think yeah. is cool is that, like, the Raph fans can be like, see, Raph beat Leo. But then me as a Leo fan, I'm like, oh, but actually Leo beat Raph. Oh, is that it? Okay. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> He's got to stop talking. He's like, yeah, the third best movie. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Oh, I oh man, Rob. I love Rob. Uh, See what I mean, though? Everybody's yeah. Wait, you, you must be way ahead right. of me or something. He's still going think, on my end. Oh, yeah? Really okay, like it's, the it's art over style mine. And the, and the character about models. The art style? And, uh, character models? You know, just the action is really <laughs> well done. Mine's done. And he also produced <laughs> a couple of nice tie-in <laughs> video games. Uh, I've, I've spent yeah, a lot of time playing the video games now. version okay. over the years. And then, uh, <laughs> Mine's mine. Yeah, just recently I got the Game Boy Advance one. No, he said buy and everything. There's that. Yeah. Glad you guys are back. Cowabunga. Really? Oh, that's that's weird that yours cut off. Well, Rob, uh, yeah, he, first of all, he talked about the Leo and Raphael, which I'm sure you heard that part. Wait a minute. Uh, Hold on. Wait one second. Did Rob send us two messages? Oh, I don't know. Wait. See, I said I put I attached two voicemails. I listened to the wrong message. <laughs> <laughs> you hoser. Jeez, I'll tell you what. Okay, they well, sound, uh, okay, okay. In my defense, is it the same guy? The two guys sound. It's a. I think I can't remember what his last name was. I didn't hear his first name and then his last name like Jackson <laughs> or something like that. They sound so similar. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear the second one. Okay. So yeah, the first one. I'll, I'll just go ahead and paraphrase for you, Jose. So <laughs> Rob Beach was talking about you. Jeez, what a hose. I'll Sorry, Rob. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one. Uh, Rob is talking about, you know, the the epic fight scene between Raph and Leo, which I, in hindsight, I probably should have played this after the fight. Right. Yeah, man, I remember getting goosebumps watching that fight because of the choreography. And I like the fact that you brought up, you know, this ongoing conflict between them in previous movies, in the in the comics and stuff. You feel like there's this huge buildup, and yet you get this epic fight that kind of is the the icing on the cake with that that build up so i honestly don't mind i think this is the best conflict they've ever had um so i i'm with you yeah. there and then rob always also um uh brought up the fact that uh you know he loved the character designs i'm with you there too i think they look great and the villains as well um and then he mentioned the video games which i actually have not played but he said how they were pretty underrated including the game boy advance games so um yeah, I'm with you, man, and thank you for the phone call. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't listen to it. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so now we got a second phone call. This one here, I guess, Josh, you've already listened yeah. to. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, start it over if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll go ahead and click play in five, four, three, two, one, and click. Hey, Robin, Josh, the Turtle Flakes boys. It is a Jordan from calling you just under the wire to get in on your 2007 TMNT. TV show, movie. It's a movie. Sorry, it's 7 o'clock in the morning here. I'm still a little paying in my <laughs> coffee yet. But I have to say that the TMNT movie is probably the third best in the series for me. Um, oh, third it best. comes okay. obviously after the first, first Turtles movie and the second Turtles movie. So it's definitely hmm. the third best. Uh, I bought it from Blockbuster just before they were going out of business, probably in 2010. Wow, I bought it from Blockbuster. Just on a whim. Nice. So I was like, this, I've heard of this movie and. Uh, Never stopped in theaters, so bought it. Absolutely loved it. So it's one that I can always go back to. Um, not the underrated, obviously, even though it doesn't have Shredder and usual villains in it, but I think it was my first introduction to Karai. So that was wow. our episode. Wildly underrated, third best movie, blah, 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 blah. Bye. <laughs> that last part bye. bye didn't that guy sound like rob beach <laughs> a little bit yeah. a little bit. was that what was his name hey, jay rob was that jay let me read the sad part it is a jordan it's something yeah. jordison or jordan a a jordan i, I don't know a jordan oh. yeah 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how we're the Turtle Flakes boys. <laughs> Turtle Flakes boys. <laughs> Turtle Flakes boys in the house. Oh, gosh, we're so white. Oh, good lord. Ah, uh, jeez. Well, so... Jump around. Jump around. <laughs> Jump around. Get up, get up. Get down. You see what I mean, though? Like, everybody has to mention that this movie is awesome, but it's not as good as the original movie. Well, you know, but in... Come on, Pete. Oh, stop. In their defense... Oh, will you stop? Well, sure, you can like both, but, you know, it's like... You can't help but compare it to the others. You can't. I I mean, that's... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, I can't. I can't. Uh, You know, but at the same time, I'm loving this movie. Oh, yeah. So, um... What was I going? Where was I going with that? Oh, oh. So he was bringing up the the fact that you know it didn't have Shredder in it, and yeah, I guess for for um, folks that have been longing for Shredder since 1992, when uh, or was it 91 when Secret of the Use came out? 91. Um, yeah, yeah. They've not seen him in quite some time, and we're probably hoping to see that. But I'm okay with it. You know, I, I'm okay with it yeah. because we get we get Shredder in the uh, 2003 cartoon. The, there's kind of some. Um, I don't know if Shredder was very involved in. Was Shredder in Volume Four at all? I don't think so. I you don't see him much. So yeah, I guess there well, could I mean, be a hunger for Shredder. In that continuity, he's dead. Yeah, right. And twice, right. you know. Twice, yeah. Twice removed. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I twice removed. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? I mean, the third movie, the third film, Turtles in Time. Even though it's not called Turtles in Time, but the third movie. But you know, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you bring up a good point. Um, it's not called Turtles in Time, but I have the Blu-ray collection. Yeah. And they put the subtitle Turtles in Time yep. in Turtles 3. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, mine, I have the DVD collection does the same thing. Yeah. But like, even that movie kind of subtly references Shredder, where Norinaga has this scroll that shows the demons that look suspiciously like the Turtles oh, fighting true. one of his ancestors, and his ancestor is the samurai in purple armor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, is Norinaga a, an ancestor to the Shredder? You know, it, it's Ooh. kind of it's kind of a cool kind of twist of fate there that, that doesn't draw too much attention to itself. That's true. Not, so, like, not like the uh, the rat scene that cuts away to Splinter. <laughs> that's, ju- that's just a joke, James. Come on. Oh, that was so funny. That's so, that was funny. You're not going to tell me that that was... No, they didn't tell <laughs> they me did. that, sir. <laughs> he's like i didn't make that cut i swear that's how the movie looks and you know and yeah it does yeah it, it's that's funny but and that, See, does that is not... the biggest coincidence <laughs> <laughs> well you know what the biggest coincidence is that wit and casey jones are exactly alike in terms yeah. of facial features like that wouldn't happen <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like i do i kind of look like my dad but my but we do not look like a great grandfather that we had in 1641 or whatever. We don't look like that guy. Yeah. You know. oh, that's great. Well, yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for the phone calls. Um, yeah. It, it seems like overall people, at least, at least our, our, um, Turflakes community really seem to like the movie. Um, and, and I'm loving it so far. So what do you say we finish this thing off? All right. After you give me some of those, uh, cookie dough bites, man. I'm going to go for some cookie dough bites right oh, now, man. Gosh, those are so good. I yeah, wonder what they're actually made of, because you're not supposed to eat raw cookie dough. It's kind of like that artificial crab meat. It's like, what exactly is this? It's just imitation crab. <laughs> it's some, <laughs> somehow imitation crab meat tastes better than crab meat. So, you know, I, I'm with you, but what is it? I don't know. It's just... It's, it's like the hot dog of the sea. It's probably chicken of some oh, kind. You know, chicken, it, that that is the chicken of the sea. 
I thought tuna was chicken of the sea. Well, chicken of the sea is a brand of tuna, yes, but it's just... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a joke, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, see what I did there? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and click play in five, four, three, two, one, and click. And when the portal opens, lose this all right, Donatello is trying to map this all out. Yeah. And within weeks... The world. He had flat screens before any of us did. Oh, <laughs> I know. Like Haley's comet. Um, um, yes, I. I guess so. <laughs> Sounds like Haley's comet. <laughs> I'm smart. This is the most kid parenting ever. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the parents just kind of look at him. <laughs> now, now, this is something we haven't talked about. What do you think of uh, April's design? Oh, yeah. No, I, I love April's design here. I mean, she, I she looks... She's very much inspired by the cartoon in terms of her look. Like, she wears yellow, short red hair. You know, she, she looks good. But she's not, you know, the... She's not as buxom as... There you, you know, yeah. she she wasn't uh, initially inspired by Kevin Eastman's design. <laughs> so, who <laughs> Kevin Eastman was just like every woman is a pinup. <laughs> Which you know, I mean, all right. In his defense, fine. that was the eighties. Yeah, okay, <laughs> well, they still do that now in comics. Man. That's uh, yeah, it's still there. Oh, here it here is. There's a restaurant go, scene. Go, go. This is the best part of the movie. I kind of think though that the IDW April is very much. I think is kind of inspired by this version of April. And I can see that, yeah. So that guy in the red cap that was just being poured coffee, that is the director, Kevin Mo- Kevin Monroe. Oh, no way. That's his cameo. They, the, huh. the, He didn't know about it, but the an- animators put him in the movie. and he's, That's cool. He just kind of sits... I don't even think you see his face. He just kind of sits there reading his paper this whole time. And that the, the diner cook is voiced by Kevin Smith. Playing my song. Good old Kevin Smith. Yeah. Now, were you a Clark's guy? No, no, I mean, I, I was, I, I like Clerks more now than I did yeah. back then, you know, I mean, back then I was just like, they say, they say the F word so much, it's funny. Oh, uh, so the language it's is bad. funny. All right, too. Yeah, but, but yeah, I kind of, I, I really identify with Clerks, but, um, I, I was really into Dogma and Chasing Amy and. See, I didn't see those too much later, yeah. Yeah. Look at that alien! So this this monster here is the inspiration behind uh, the Jersey Devil. Oh wow! Yeah. No kidding. <coughs> love the music. Yeah, Black Betty. That's a song called Black Betty. I love this song. This is great. And he's about to have. Amberland. He's gonna get the kitchen sink going at him. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that sound. I love that. Raps POV there. <laughs> here we go. Here it is. Kitchen sink. There it is. Ah! Wait. Oh, there it is. There is the kitchen sink. This movie does everything. <laughs> sure does. You know, this song is the ultimate fight song. I love it. It really is. You know what? I, I actually looked this up because I love this song and I wanted to know what it was about. But this song was originally a song that was sung by prison inmates on a chain gang that were doing road work and stuff. Uh-oh. And Black Betty was the whip that the prison guards had that they would hit him with to make him work faster. Wow, no kidding. Yes, it's a, and so one guy would sing, whoa, Black Betty, and the rest of the chain gang would go, bam, a lamb, you know? <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's a dark song in this kid's movie, so. 
So there's the director right there on the right. And then here's Kevin there's Smith. There's Kevin. I'm not robbing you, I'm helping you. <laughs> uh, okay, whatever you say, sir, please. I got kids in college. Community college. Community college. <laughs> Community college. Take everything. I'm not even Here we go. Why is everyone got such a hard time believing it? I throw the batarang down in just a second. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Oh. Is this the fight? Is this yep. it? Keeps getting better and better. Oh, this is going to be great. Now, at this point in the movie, Leonardo does not know that Night Watchman is Raphael. Yeah. He thinks that Net, uh, Night Watchman is just, or Night Watcher, is just a showboat. It's just, it's just a vigilante. And he doesn't want vigilantes in New York because he knows that him and the turtles can take care of things. And he yeah. doesn't want any, his reasoning is he doesn't want anybody getting hurt. You know, just good or bad. He does not want anyone getting hurt. Wow, look at this animation. Man. This still holds up so well. You could not do this in live action. Gosh. I mean, you could, I mean, like I said, you could, but it would be CGI yeah. anyway, so. Millions of dollars to make it. Millions more than it would take an animated film to do, yeah. Right. Good music, too. Yeah. And it's starting to rain. Oh, there you go. There's the, uh... There's the rain, yeah. Josh, I really want to know, have you ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day? I want you to yeah. Know that I appreciate your <laughs> there you go. Oh, here we go. I'm, you know what? I'm going to shut up and just watch this. Wait a minute. What was that reference? Hold on. Tell me what that was. Hold on. Uh, CCR. I want to know. Oh, God. Okay. You ever seen the rain? Dude, I love Credence, man. Oh, uh, they're great. Credence is awesome. Even when I was a kid, I, I always loved them. You know? I always think of um, the Bad Moon Rising song with where, uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. See, I was, I immediately think Born on the Bayou from Return of the Swamp Thing. Oh, nice. Born on the Bayou. Here we go. So, so, this, so this is great right here. So Raph knows it's Leo, obviously. Yes. But Leo doesn't know it's Raph. Leo has no idea. Which is, yeah. which is kind of mind-blowing. Why, why would Raph attack him like that? Because he's just tired of Leonardo's crap. So yeah. he wants he wants to prove to Leonardo that he's not as good he thinks he is. Wow, see, look at that rain right, on Leo. Look how good that looks. I know you can see like the individual shine, the, the, the flashes from the raindrops hitting them. I'm gonna watch this. This is amazing. this is good. This is a really good. It's a good fight here. Yeah, and it's kind of unfortunate that you never see them come to blows really at all outside of a couple of comic books yeah. you never see it to this degree oh here it is I always thought that would hurt like punching yeah. punching that metal mask like he, pu he punches it where it like comes to a peak too Oof. here it is I always thought it was funny that Raphael wears a mask under his mask <laughs> <laughs> Like, what if, what if, like, you turned your head and one moved and the other one didn't? You know, just. That we couldn't possibly survive without the mighty and powerful Leonardo to guide us to our problems, huh? Well, I got a newsflash. Man, and just think about the, the actual musculature of the turtles, too. How how realistic it looks while it's also amphibious skin. Yeah. It's, it's really just. There's so much detail that they had to take into account. They probably killed their animators in this movie. Yeah. And there is literally, I mean, you already saw the scale at the beginning of the movie, but, like, later on when they're fighting the Foot Clan, 
there's literally 199 foot soldiers. Yeah. Because the director said, what's the limit of characters you can put on screen at one time? And they told him 200. Wow. And she was like, okay, we'll put 194. Uh, oh, Leo just threw shade. Yeah. Leo's arrogant, man. Leo, Leo is arrogant. He's a great leader, but he's arrogant. Here we go. Don't do this, Raph. I love the close-ups there. I know we should talk through this, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Man, here we go. This is the beginning of every Ninja Gaiden game right there. <laughs> That's the one shot of this fight I don't like, because they're fighting and it looks cool, but there's a sign in front of you. <laughs> And it's so accurate how Raphael... I'm really impressed with the animators, how they had Raphael using his size against um, Leonardo's swords, because size originally were developed by farmers um, to counteract swords. And they were originally designed... They were nicknamed Sword Breakers, and you'll see why. And this is incredibly accurate to how they were meant to be used, but farmers in Japan created swords to defend themselves against bandits that would be sword fighters. And see, that, that's exactly what they were meant for, to break, they, were, they would literally break swords. They would snap them. Huh. Wow, look at that animation. Like, you kind of see Raph just look like, holy cow, what am I doing? Yeah. I mean... Props to the animators. You're, you're exactly right, man. I mean, so subtle. Just how but, they could get those emotions, and this was not facial capture performance. This no. was just them. However, CGI animation is done. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. But just the fact that they can convey that kind of emotion that accurately just speaks volumes to the quality of this movie. Mm -hmm. so I mean, like I. I, I would argue that these turtles convey emotion better than the original turtles in the live-action films. Yeah, and, and I mean, and no, dis, no, no shade <laughs> no to disrespect. them. I mean, it's just easier to do it this way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It took, what, 17 years to, to get there, you know? Yeah, it, and, and now, can you imagine what they could do now if they made this movie in 2018? Yeah, well, that like, fight scene was just as good as I remembered, if not, if, excuse me, if not even better. Yeah, and, you know, I, I really love... These fight scenes are much more realistic than... I'm going to use the 2012 series as an as a example, just because CGI versus CGI. Even though the mediums are different, you can compare art styles. But, like, the, the fighting is much more realistic in this in this movie, whereas in the animated series, series from 2012, everything's inspired by something. So there's, they are constantly referencing anime and just doing all kinds of... One thing that I really love that movie does is like when they spin their weapons in their hands, you can see their fingers manipulating the weapon. Wow. Whereas in the animated... The thing that drives me nuts in the 2012 animated series is they just hold their hand just like statically out like that. Yeah. And you just see the weapon spinning on their flat palm and that just drives me nuts because <laughs> and I, that it's a super nitpick on my part and I'm sorry I, I hate that kind of nitpicking but it just drives me nuts because you can't do that what is the matter 
Man, I, you know, I have to say, what a great way to make you care, you know, as, as an audience. Because I think we've all had maybe a run-in with somebody or a conflict with somebody. And, and I think the worst thing that could happen is that be the last memory you have of that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because at this point, Raph just had this mega fight with Leo, realizes as he's running away that he was, he was wrong to do that. Yeah, and yet Leo's captured at that point. Raph tries to get him, and he can't. And that could be the last memory he ever has of his brother. Yeah, and I love, I love, I love what Splinter says here. And this is such me as a dad looking back at this. It just means so much more when I first saw it when I was a, not a father. But he says to Raphael, because Raphael says, I know why you chose him. You think he's better. And Splinter says, I I chose him to be the leader. And even though you're not always my favorite student, that doesn't mean I don't love you. So he's still not saying who his favorite son is. (laughs) But (laughs) that doesn't mean I don't love you. You've got your problems. Guess what? Everyone does. Amen. And then he lays Leonardo's swords down and Splinter's like, oh, crap. And then Michelangelo, this is the most Michelangelo thing ever, is he just observes everything. Yeah. Michelangelo's always the one that observes everyone's heartbreak and then yeah. figures out a way to make them feel better. And I think the IDW really does that well, too. Yeah. This movie was so inspiring to me when I was writing. Yeah. And it just, it, oh, God, you know, this, opinions always change. I'm, I, I'm, Willing to bet by the time this movie's over, I'm going to say this is my favorite Turtles movie. Because <laughs> it's just... That's because you get to watch it with me. Well, I mean, you, you ain't hurting the experience. <laughs> That's the best compliment I could ever get yeah. from you. Stop making puns, Rob. Anyway, so... <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Now the battle plan to save Leo. Yeah. And this is how this is what gives me confidence in Rise of the Ninja Turtles. When all of them say, what are we going to do? And Raphael's like, let's go beat him up. That's Raphael. That's yep. how he leads. He's like, yep. we're going to shoot first, ask questions later. Yep. He is Wolverine, but he's not Wolverine. He's Wolverine done right. You know? Oh, you hoser. I say I love Wolverine. See how it's done, Wolverine? Get out of here. There was one thing that I love about Wolverine, and it was a meme. And it was that one, and it, the meme said that one time that Wolverine said the most veteran thing ever. And it's Jubilee asking Wolverine, do you need help? And Wolverine looks at her and says, are you a beer? (laughs) (laughs) And that is the most veteran thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, that's funny. This is great. Oh, Casey, get ready. This is the best Casey Jones design right here. He's all armored up. He gets a new mask. You like it? Oh, yeah. April looks incredible. She does. She looks great. Now, does she have a... You shouldn't say that an animated character is pretty, but she looks so pretty in this scene. <laughs> she really does. She looks oh, so And that samurai outfit is awesome. Like the, what... Now, is there a toy of her with that outfit? Yes. I've got it right over here. Yeah. See, I wouldn't mind having that. And, and the Casey. Yeah. And Casey Jones, the, the figure I have over here, those two figures are directly from that scene. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Miss Karai. Now, we haven't talked about the Foot Clan that much yet, but I really, I really love... So this is what makes me think this is not a sequel to the movie. Like, the Foot... This is like an honest-to-God Foot Clan. And, like, the Foot Clan in the live-action films... Yeah, they were the Foot, but they were just child soldiers. Yeah. But I really... 
I always had the theory. Uh, Karai is always with this one big foot soldier. Like, he's a little bit broader than everybody, and he's always at her side. I always thought that that was the Shredder. Oh, interesting. Like, um, I thought that would be a reveal in the next movie that never happened. But I always had the theory that that was the Shredder. Huh. Are you talking about this movie? There's a Toth soldier that stands by her? Yes, every time, every time she's doing something, he is right there next wow. to her. Except for, except for when she opens that door, uh, because she tells everyone in position, and they all scatter. And oh she opens the door on her own, and he's huh. not by. But every time you see her, he's right at her side. Yeah, no kidding. That's, I'll have to check that out next time. Yeah, well, I mean, there's still more. I mean, you'll yeah. see him again. And you know what's going to happen here, though, right? Right, Josh? Zool. Zool. That's immediately what I thought of when the portal went down to New York. <laughs> if a marshmallow <laughs> man popped up, that would be amazing. <laughs> and now it doesn't work because Leonardo is not one of the 13 monsters. Ah, interesting. That's because why they captured the, him. The generals captured him because they want to live. Your time for giving orders is over. You don't understand. I want to send these yep. back to where so they there's came. an uprising. To undo mm. the damage that was done so many years ago. Time has and like, so right the good guy. He is. But why were you acting like a bad guy this whole time? <laughs> Storytelling. <laughs> because reasons. No. <laughs> Our time is just beginning. Okay, so now, right now, I, I think is the best fight scene in this whole movie, right here. Cool. I'm not. I don't remember this, so this ought to be good. Yeah. So this is literally the Turtle, Splinter, April, and Casey fighting 200 foot soldiers. Is that April? Was that April fighting yep. Karai there? April has a fight with Karai. Yeah. Wow. Hey, speak which really like Karai in this movie. Like how strong Love. she is. Yeah. And there's a great reference to the 1990 movie where with Casey Jones, you'll you'll. It's a line that he says. Wow, this is a good fight scene. It's like following all four of them as they're running forward. Yeah. And I listen to Casey in a second. This is a reference to the old movie. Okay. Two minutes for high singing. <laughs> oh, I'm... Did he say it? Yeah. I missed it. Ah. Oh. Yeah, but it's literally the turtles and their friends fighting two hundred foot soldiers. <laughs> it's everything I want it to be. You know, it's yeah. awesome. I so just want to see. I want to see five more minutes of that of them just like working their way through all those foot soldiers. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. All right. All right. Nice work. Oh, I just noticed. Uh, Casey's got blue hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's. That's like the. Uh, Cartoon, yeah. the 2 yeah. cartoon. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What's, what's this? It might have been purple in the cartoon. No, it I was can't blue. It was he blue. had like okay. blue highlights in it. Gotcha. Leo, I got him. Out of the way, please. Okay, this would kill Leonardo right here. Hey, Boom! He's dead. I'm sorry. He died. He's got a protective <laughs> shell. Yeah. He's or doing the, uh, missed me! 
at least his ears don't work anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's true. Oh, I like this. Yeah. You're gonna need these if you're gonna lead us out of here. And I like how Splinter's watching. Raphael says he's sorry. Leonardo says it's okay. <laughs> I like it. Every time I every time I hear Patrick Stewart, all I want to hear, all I hear in my head is na 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 Or if you remember the X Men arcade game, go and save the city. He pokes him with a stick. So now, what happened to him? Is he mortal now? Oh, okay. No, he's still immortal. He will be immortal until he gets the monsters gotcha. back into and, their and dimension. And they're still missing one, aren't they? We know what you're up to, Winters. We know yes. the portal, and we think that it's time you sent all these monsters home. Fuck land. Okay, yeah, here we go. So now notice there's always a soldier next to Karate. the other ones, yeah. The one on the left. Yeah, that one on, the, on, yeah. Her, on her right, our left. Yeah, I always, I always had the theory that that was Shredder, and it was just like, I don't, I don't know why he's a foot soldier now, but like, you know, maybe that's Karai's dad or something, or like Shredder's Karai's dad in this continuity. Probably not, but like that's, he got demoted because he got his butt kicked, and he's working his way back up the ranks. I mean, because you know they probably had sequels for this. They had two sequels planned, and. Okay. We'll talk about it after the movie because there's a lot, but and I promise not to take too long on it. I mean, it's stuff we've already talked about in a in a roundabout way, but there were two sequels planned, and they just this movie just didn't hit big enough. Cry looks great. I love her design. But I love yeah. that they had pulled off the mask of the possible Shredder, and it was him. And he goes, "What you were expecting? Maybe the Anna's family." And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you sniffling kids. So they have to find out within that, that same day, while all the planets align? They, they have, like, they have, like, missed to find it, yeah. But, like, one thing that I kind of... I always had another theory about this movie that, like, why are all these monsters in New York City? And they never explained it. But I, I have to, I have the theory that it has to do with okay. the planetary alignment, that they are all drawn together around this piece gotcha. that opens like the portal. Force. Because he's got, this, he's got this big slab of something that the, the beam from the planets hits, and it opens the portal. So I, it's my theory that the, the the monsters are drawn to it, which is why they're all there. Because it makes no sense for all these monsters to just all migrate from Central America to New York just by chance. You know, so they never explain it, and they don't really need to. I mean, it's just it's just a thing that just happens, you know. Oh, man, another great fight scene here. One thing I really love about this is, like, this movie was not afraid to have no. their heroes get hurt. Oh, that's cool. Daddy. 
Leonardo turns into a Swiss army knife. <laughs> now, okay, here's something, Josh. The guy who plays Raph, the voice actor, sounds a lot like, to me, like the 2003 voice actor, which you don't like. So how do you feel about this guy? Oh, this is Nolan North, man. I love this. Yeah, I think, yeah I think this did a is nice a... Job. He did. He, I. The uh, the difference is is that Raphael. If they're gonna do that New York accent, you know, yeah. Raphael sounds like a New Yorker in this movie. In the 2003 series, Raphael sounds like a caricature of a New Yorker. Aww. And that's and that's just. I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, I mean, if you like it, that's great. If whoever likes it, it's fine. But he sounds like he sounds like somebody like me trying to sound like a New Yorker. <laughs> you know, I am a white dude from Indiana. I'm not going to sound like a white dude from New York City <laughs> or from from Brooklyn, yo. You know, from New York, holla. You know. It's... So this month, this monster here is the inspiration in this movie for the Loch Ness monster. I see that. Yeah. So, but yeah, and there was that foot soldier next to Karai. Yeah, so. He looks like that dinosaur that had kind of like that hammerhead almost look to it. I forget what the name of it is, but he looks awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the big stone, or not stone, but the skull cap, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Angla- Anglosaurus? Anglosaur? Hang on one second. I think Grayson wants to watch the last bit of this. Let me go get him. I never really understood how these guys are punching stone people and not breaking their hands immediately. Okay, sorry, Josh. You say something? Oh, yeah. I was just talking for listeners. I never understood how the Ninja Turtles are punching people made out of stone and not just breaking destroying hands. their hands, you know? <laughs> Without the final muscle to break our curse, we will never be stopped. Hmm. Oh, there's the car! Here we go, yeah, the, the biggest cartoon moment of this movie. Casey Jones puts on his mask. Oh, he slid into it. Oh, cool shot, <laughs> cool shot. And now this is great. Now watch the stone soldiers. As they're going back to, like, the monster world, they turn human. Oh, cool. So they're immediately going to die. Like, they're turning human. Yeah. So they're pooched. No. <laughs> They're not coming back. They're not coming back, no. Now, is this going to be like a retroactive thing? As soon as Winters turns human, he's going to die? I don't know. Right, you, know you know, don't you? Yeah, he's so old, he just kind of... <laughs> turns into <laughs> dust. He just, he just turns into <laughs> dust. So do we win yeah, so... Yeah, I, I think we did. We won. Yeah, you see that thing right there. That's what I thought the monsters were drawn to. That, like, stone lazy Susan that they had there. Uh. <laughs> Did Winners go in there? No, Winners is oh, okay. He's helping because stuff. What they kind of showed but didn't show was like more monsters were flooding out of the portal, and Splinter and Winters were fighting those monsters. Oh, okay. Oh, Planet One Honor. Typical. We do all the work. He gets all the thanks. Hey, that's a tribute to the first movie too. So that was a reference to the fourth volume where uh, when Casey falls out of the car and April falls out next to her. Uh, next to him, Karai lands next to Casey, and their hands touch, and they kind of have a moment. 
uh, because in the fourth volume, it's insinuated that Casey Jones hooks up with Karai at one point. Yeah, like Casey yeah. Jones and April have a have a, a fight, and he gets drunk in a bar and runs in the karai and wakes up with her the next day, and they never say anything. But what happened? And so that was a reference between him choosing one over the other. Ah, huh. It was just a cool blink and you'll miss it kind of thing, but yeah, that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But Karai just said, you, think that you know, was a the next reference to that. It was, yeah. If wow. you listen to the commentary, Kevin Monroe states it, yeah. That's awesome that he was keeping that close a track of uh, um, Volume 4. Yeah, Kevin Monroe is, is, is I, I would say he's still a fanboy. I don't know the guy, but yeah, he's he's a fan. So Nick Winters is now human. I knew it. Yeah. Maxwell Winters? Something like that. You've made a very old man very, very happy. Yeah, good scene. So, yeah, um, this is great. Yeah. Now? And here he goes. Huh. Gosh, I was right. Yeah, he—he's so old. He just turns the dust. Wow. It's gold dust, like the wrestler. Gold dust. <laughs> yeah. Here is the best joke in this entire movie. Let's listen to Michelangelo. Okay, just a little bit creepy. <laughs> oh, gross! I think he's in my nose. He's in my nose. Somehow, Michelangelo is the only one to breathe him in. <laughs> Just because it's Mikey. And it happens, that stuff happens to Michelangelo. Oh, what a cool thing, though. That was... Wow. I didn't remember that ending. Or maybe... Yeah. I don't think I quite understood the storyline when I first watched it. Okay, so here we go. This is the best look at their trophy room, for lack of a better term. But there's Winters' helmet. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Shredder's. Yeah, Shredders. There's uh Oh, one of the turtle masks. Yeah. CCRI can, I see it. Yeah, there's the Triceraton space helmet, uh yeah. Norinaga's armors right next to the Splinter. I see that. Yeah. Yeah, the Time Scepter, there's just go back and go back and watch this and pause right there and you'll just see a lot of cool stuff. Wow. And Raphael is moving on from the Night Watcher. Another chapter in the story. Yeah, he's he's done. Wow. And then Michelangelo just kind of got to kind of ruin it, but also make it better in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and then he smiles like a big idiot. Yeah, just, you got, you got to. <laughs> we live together. We train together. We fight together. We stand for good together. That's Raph narrating, isn't he? Yeah, Raphael's narrating. Very yeah. Break hard. Defend protect and fade into the night and there ain't no bad guy or monster gonna ever change that that's what's important and that's why we'll always be brothers yeah being a turtle 
Good movie. Good of movie. Wow. What a good this ending. This movie is... It's got it all, man. Wow. I, I, I'm with you, man. I, wow. That's all I can say. What a cool ending, too. I mean, realistically, it is kind of cheesy... Uh, with, you know, we've got 13 monsters and a portal to another world and immortal stone people, but that's... But that's comic! That's, that's what that the Turtles are all about, That's that. Ninja Turtles. It's not... Exactly. Always, I mean, this movie had... had the gumption to be like, it's not just the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan's there, but it's not just the Turtles versus Shredder. Again. Wow, yeah. Oh, it is also just... There is this whole universe that... that they could do. Like, I mean, like... They could have set up, like, the Ninja Turtles shared universe before Marvel or DC ever attempted it. And it could have been, like, you've got this movie with the Turtles, you've got a movie with the Mutanimals, you've got a movie with Casey and April, you've got a movie with the Shredder, and, you know, just seeing what they did with this, and just, like, they took this movie so seriously. Yeah. And, like, this is just a few days in the life of the Ninja Turtles. Like, this is just what they deal with, you know? And it's just really cool that they had this, the conviction to be like, no, it's not always Bebop and Rocksteady. It's not always Krang. Yes. It's not always this or that. Yeah, this, this well, is a good I, flick. I like it. I, yeah, I am with you on all fronts, man. I think this... This did things, obviously, the first movie couldn't do. But I feel like this had the same soul, heart and soul, that the first movie did. I, I adored this movie. I thought this was great. Uh, so, I don't even know. Like I, I'm overwhelmed by how much I liked it. I don't even know where to begin because there is so much I did like about it. I like the mood. I like the, the character designs. I like the voice actors. I like the story, which I didn't quite pay attention to when I first saw it. But now seeing it again. A lot of it makes more sense. I love the references to all different continuities, films, with the comics, with uh, yeah. just just the characters themselves. You know, like having little hockey posters in the background that you can barely notice in case he's a part. Yeah. You know, this is one of those movies, I think the more you watch it, the more you, you notice the little Easter eggs, the little nods to the past. It doesn't just erase everything. I think it builds on top of everything and, and pays respect to everything from the past. Um, while being its own thing like exactly you got a brand new villain slash bad guy you know yeah. um, in winter in, and, in uh, this... stone generals yeah right right uh, i love april's character in this i love i love them all man i i uh the fight scenes were phenomenal oh man this is a very very close second uh for me possibly even my well i can't separate my nostalgia from the first film yeah you know it's it's arguably, I mean, it's nobody's favorite, but it's arguably the best. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. A good yeah. point, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, because, like, I, I would say, like, my, my top three is uh, the 1990 movie, the 2007 movie, and the 2016 uh, yeah. movie. Oh, wow. Three, uh... three different eras of natural movies. Yeah. And those were the ones that they might not have, not all of them were the first one, but they also did their thing the best. Like, yeah. the first one is the best live-action movie from our childhood. The 2007 movie mm -hmm. is a movie that is so good, it stands on its own. And then the 2016 yeah. movie, Out of the Shadows, improved upon the good and bad points of the 2014 reboot, and it's the best modern Ninja Turtles movie. 
Yeah, I definitely, yeah. Feel, I definitely feel it was better than the the 2014 yeah. movie. Yeah, and sure. the 2014 movie was good too. I mean, it. Yeah, it, it was it, okay. Yeah, I didn't hate it. They didn't know that was going to be a success, so they kind of. Anyway, we're talking about the 2007 movie, but like 2007 right. <laughs> movies, I don't consider it a sequel to the live action films. I a lot of people do. And even the director has said it's kind of a fourth movie, but it's a reboot, too. It's like, this movie was intended to be the start of a new franchise. And unfortunately, it just wasn't popular. It came at a time when Ninja Turtles were kind of on their way out. The Ninja Turtles only had two more years in the animated series left, and then there was nothing for three years. You know, so they, they they were kind of on their way out the door for a little bit. You know, even after uh, the next mutation from 1998 to 2003, there was five years there where there was nothing with Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. There there are highs and lows. I mean, I won't say highs and lows, but there are ebbs and flows in popularity at all. That's true. And, you know, at this time, 2007 was also like the big hit of 2007 was Transformers. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Transformers movie came out. Uh, just a couple months after this one everybody was just gearing up for the first live action Transformers movie the first in a six movie series that we didn't know would be that big (laughs) at the time the sixth movie will be Bumblebee in December that's right yeah by the way Bumblebee looks legitimately awesome but anyway I'll have to check that out yeah that trailer looks the trailer looks good I don't know I don't know how indicative of a good movie that is but with this movie, um, the 2007 film, it was just this oddball movie that just nobody wanted to see. And it could be any number of factors. It could be the popularity with Ninja Turtles was on the wane, possibly. Uh, the release date, you know, it came out in March, I think, mm-hmm. of 2007. Maybe just that was just a bad time for movies. You know, I mean, like, you know, March is also sometimes considered the start of summer movie season yeah it's march moving into april but like um it could have been maybe there wasn't as maybe warner brothers didn't advertise this movie like they probably should have maybe they didn't I want, want, spend, yeah maybe they didn't want to spend the advertising money because like our the the golden rule is whatever your budget for the movie is half that uh add another half of that budget and that's your advertising. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe they didn't spend that much on it. Maybe there I mean there weren't a lot of trailers for this movie that I remember. A lot no, of people, no. I mean these figures are still kind of cheap because nobody bought them, you know. <laughs> Just you know, there was a lot of them. You know, that's that's such an interesting point you bring up. I mean that you think you put yourself in that time the cart the 2003 cartoon which at the time I mean I'm just one fan. And I love the Turtles, yeah. so I was all over it. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember a lot of people my age watching it. Yeah. Um, there, there were some, yeah, there were some, but not a lot. Um, I, I dare say that Turtles are way more mainstream now, you know, oh, yeah. than they were. And I think Nickelodeon really helped with that than they were ten years ago when this movie came out. Yeah. And they were still pretty big then, but I don't think they were near as big as they are now. Um, you know what? This is. This is a great example of why the Ninja Turtles are much more popular nowadays than they were in our day, you know, um, because just you think about it. Did you ever see a trailer for this movie? Um, 
I think I did, but I was yeah. I went out of my way to look for one. I yeah, found exactly. One online. I yeah. never saw it on TV. I never. And granted, I am a particular case. I was in the army, and at the time right, the advertising right. for this movie was going on, I was in Iraq. They don't. They don't. You know, I'm not going to see a trailer <laughs> for this. You know. Yeah, yeah. That would have been amazing, and I would have risked a bullet wound to go see it in the back of theater. That would have been kind of cool. I saw Ninja Turtles in a war zone. What did you do today? But like, they just—they might not have had the advertising for this movie. I, you know, I, I think you're right, Josh. I, I don't remember seeing a whole lot on TV. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I, I don't think it was near as big of a deal as the Michael Bay movies when they when they first came out and how much yeah. they advertised those. There was, I mean, nowadays for a big enough movie, like you'll see a trailer. Uh, for a movie six to eight months, sometimes a year before a movie comes out. Oh yeah, like Super Bowls too. I mean, yeah. if, if you may, and I don't remember seeing a TMNT Super Bowl tra- uh, no. trailer, but there could have been one. I just don't remember it. And the thing of it is, um, I, re- I read about they had a panel for this movie at Comic Con the year before. And, oh okay. Um, where they they did a whole casting thing, like you got to meet the cast, and it's actually pretty sad. Oh, wow. Um, because. At the Comic-Con in 2006, they announced that the actor Mako was going to play Splinter because nobody knew who's going to play Splinter. They said, you know, it's this actor named Mako, and he went out and he greeted everybody. And Mako actually died the next day. Nobody knew he was sick. What? Yeah. No way. Yep. He died the day after he was announced to, to play Splinter, and he was... He he had already done all of his voice work. He had already done all Wow. You know, and no kidding. So this was his last film, and the movie is dedicated to him. I I didn't I missed that. I believe wow, I believe I it's that. dedicated to him. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, it's but there was very there was very little advertising for this movie from what I remember. Again, I'm a particular case. I was not in the country. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of TV. You know, I mean, like yeah. you ask any army veteran what they were doing while they were doing their army stuff. They were doing push-ups, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, and watching movies. That was it. That's all we did. <laughs> And we weren't always watching the newest movie because we couldn't always watch the newest movie. Yeah, you can get them. Yeah. Yeah, and I I saw this movie on a whim, you know, because I yeah. just I was not into Ninja Turtles anymore. It was something cool that I remembered, and this movie got me back. This movie got me talking about Ninja Turtles again. Wow. With it, because as soon as I went back to I was stationed in Germany, I was like, "You guys remember the Ninja Turtles?" And they were like. When, yeah, I remember that. We were talking about, do you remember how cool that was? And I would, <laughs> we would go to the PX, which is on a military base. That's kind of like Walmart. Uh, PX, like Walmart. It stands for Post Exchange. And so it's basically like a Walmart. And I would go, I would go and uh, find the DVDs for the old cartoon. And um, I would buy those and I would watch. And I was like, this is just, this is awesome. Yay. <laughs> and then I, I lost all my DVDs in the move back from Germany to the States when I got out. Of, oh. So pff, there was a couple hundred dollars that I am never going to get back again. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, but yeah, this, this is I've talked enough, man. This is great. So you, uh, I think this is an incredible movie. I think it's an incredibly underrated movie. I'm with you wholeheartedly. Uh, this seeing this again. 11 years later I like this even more than when I first saw it and I was blown away when I first saw it I know that you and I we, we tend to kind of like things that some turtle fans don't like yeah. you know we, we, we tend to stay positive uh, but I don't think that's 
that's what we're doing here. I, I think in this context, you go back and watch this movie. If you, if it's, if guys, if you've not listened or seen this movie in years, go back and watch it again. Just, just pay attention to all the little things they did right. Yeah, yeah of course, there's a gaping hole that uh, Shredder's not there, but I don't think that ruins the movie at all. No, at all. Just, I have thoroughly enjoyed every facet of this movie, and seeing it again. Uh, and noticing all the little things I didn't notice before, I would easily give this a nine out of ten. Um, this, uh, I like what you said. You know, this um, might have been the best movie, but not everybody's favorite yeah. movie. Uh, um, which is a huge credit to is it Kevin Monroe? Kevin Monroe, yeah. Huge, huge uh, credit to him. And um, uh, we actually did get some feedback just early this morning. I'll read it real quick, and then we'll call it done. Uh, Steve Michael says, I really enjoyed the movie now, but I hated it when it first came out. That is all. <laughs> and I think that's how a lot of people probably felt. A lot felt. of people did. That's, and, you know, and a lot of people felt that way about um, the 2003 cartoon. They hated it when it first came out because it wasn't like what we yeah. we hoped it would be like. It wasn't like what we were used to. But now you go back and watch it for its own thing, and it's like, holy cow, this this was really done well. Yeah. This, this is – yeah, I mean this movie is – I mean I'm not – I mean I know I've said that this is probably the best movie. That doesn't mean it's – it has to be your best movie. I mean, like this is a great, this is a great testament to be like. It's not trying to replace anything. It's just, it's just a no. dope movie. You know, it's awesome. Yes, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Some people just do not like it, um, and and that's fine. It's fine. But I'm just saying, for me personally, and you and I kind of share a lot of the same opinions mm-hmm. on things. Um, for me personally, this is one of the best ones. Uh, I, the original film, this one, and then I'm not sure what my third favorite would be. I'd have to really think about yeah. that. But easily, my my. My first two are, are the first movie in this one. And um, Jay Jorgensen, he said, I got my phone call in just under the wire. So that was him. I thought that was, okay, he said his name was Jay. Jorgensen. Yeah, yeah. He actually uh, – he wrote us an iTunes review and won the contest, and I've still yet to send out his package. I, I got to do that soon. I've dropped the ball on that, Jay. I'm so sorry I dropped the pizza on that, but I will get that to Poor you Poor Jay. Soon. You didn't send him uh, his toy. I thought he was Rob. I, you know, just man. <laughs> Poor guy can't I catch know. a break. Can't catch a break, I'll tell you. So thank you for the call, Jay. And then um, Thaddeus actually wrote in uh, his his, uh, comments on the movie, so I'll read that real quick. He says, okay, I got a confession to make. I think this film is a miss for me. I don't hate it, but for me, the only thing I liked about the film was the Leo and Raph fight and Raph's Night Watcher costume. The Ancient Stone Warriors were cool, but the main bad guy winners was pretty forgettable. It gets 5 out of 10 in my book. Animation looked good, but Donnie and Mikey as background characters ruined the film for me. When I first watched it, I gave the film an 8 out of 10, but the more I rewatch it, the more the flaws I find in it that make me not want to watch it again. Sorry, guys. This film just didn't do it for me. And that's respectable. That's you know, that's, yeah. for me, for me, I, I have the opposite feeling. The more I watch it, the more I, I love it. Uh, but uh, what, what do you think about his comment about the background characters being um, Donnie and Mike? Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean yeah. I've said it during our – while we were watching it, I said it uh, that – this is really Leonardo and Raphael's movie, you know. Yeah, and, and but uh, you could say that about the first. Yeah, one and too. for better or worse, that that is yeah. a recurring theme in uh, Ninja Turtle films. It's like kind of like I put this together not too long ago. Uh, like Secret of the Use is really Donatello's movie because he's ah, trying to figure out like what is the secret of the use. Turns out yeah. the secret is that we were a mistake, you know. Right. And then he's the one that figures out an antigen for uh token razor and blah 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 and 
uh, Turtles 3, Turtles in Time, is really... Mikey has a moment in that. Huh? Mikey has a moment in that. Remember when he doesn't want to go back? In Turtles 3, yeah, I was just going to say, Turtles 3 is really Michelangelo's movie. Yeah. He's the one that yeah. has a huge character arc where he's just like, no, I want to be here. You know, he he kind of yeah. has a crush on Mitsu. He realizes that he's not looked at like a freak. And him and Raphael kind of... Him and Raphael kind of have that moment where they're like, "We're just gonna stay here." Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, any closing comments you want to make on this movie, man? I I I'll I'll, uh, I'll say this. I loved it. So what about you? Yeah. You know what? I really enjoy this. I I mean, this is not the the first time I've seen this in years. I watch this movie at least once a month because it's just. And I'm so thankful you did because you. Pro- provided a lot of good information I didn't know. Oh, cool. so thank yeah, you. Uh, yeah, no problem, man. I, that's that's what I like doing with movies is finding out. Like, I love finding out how movies are made, and yeah. um, there's a there's so much that went into this movie, and there was so much that was supposed to come from this movie too. Like, we yeah. talked about it. The second movie was the, the next movie, TMNT two, because I don't know what they would have called it, but TMNT two was supposed to be Michelangelo. It was supposed to be his movie, and him. Ooh tired of being treated like the little brother like he is you know and so he mm. goes to Karai and he's like I don't know where my place is and Karai's like well maybe your place is here and he becomes a member wow. of the clan and wow. the, uh, the third movie was supposed to be and the second movie was supposed to be uh, the reintroduction of Shredder oh wow which no I, in this movie Karai says the next time we meet it'll involve familiar faces and she looks at that. Oh, button, I missed that. And she looks at that foot soldier that's always next to her. I was like, that's got to be Shredder. That's who that. Is. Wow. And that's where my theory came from. And so in the third movie was supposed to be after the second movie. And uh, the second movie was supposed to loosely adapt City at War. Oh, okay. uh, so the next movie, the third and final film was supposed to be the turtles are back together. They fought off the foot clan for the umpteenth time. And now they have to deal with an alien invasion that was involving the Utrams and Krang. And the, uh, they had movie posters designed for all of these characters and, or all of these movies. And like the third, the second movie was supposed to be Karai's foot on standing on top of, uh, Michelangelo's mask. And the third film's poster is supposed to be the Technodrome above the city. And you see in very, very tiny silhouette was the Ninja Turtles looking up at it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And from what I understand, from what I've read, uh, Kevin Monroe was actually talking to Michael Clark Duncan to play General Mozar. What? Yeah. Oh, that could have been Triceratops. Yeah. And so, like, they, oh. they were thinking that far ahead before this movie came out. Like, Michael Clark Duncan was in negotiations play general mozart wow you know what that would have been incredible yeah but it didn't it didn't happen unfortunately but you know what i'd love to see him write a, his own comic adaptation of that what was his original vision i, know. I would oh. love to see that yeah you know and and you know i'm kind of i'm kind of glad that those movies didn't get made because what if they sucked <laughs> <You know? laughs> would that sully, well this one didn't would, would, would that sully this you know, I mean, just, yeah, you know, because everybody mentions like, oh, yeah, Ninja Turtles 1990 was awesome. Secret of the Years was OK. Part three kind of sucked. You know, what if what if that would have happened again? You know, and and the biggest strength that this movie has and also the biggest heartbreak that it is, is that this is just a one off movie. 
it, it is really yeah, a yeah. self-contained story that has a lot of inspirations and a lot of potential, but it it didn't sully its inspiration and it and it didn't live up to its potential. So it's it's a great movie that is kind of heartbreaking to watch, you know, because it's just like oh, all the stuff that was supposed to come later sounded amazing. Uh, yeah. It's the greatest thing that ever happened. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I always joke around, like together again for the first time. That like really just yeah. that really describes this movie. You know, <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah, nine out of t- eight out of ten, nine out of ten, somewhere up. I, uh, you know. I'm with you there, man. I was gonna say nine slices of pizza out of ten, yeah. nine Cowabunga Carls out of ten for me. <laughs> uh, really enjoyed it. I would uh, I would urge you guys if you've not seen this in a while, go back and give it a try. Don't don't let what what our thoughts say determine your, your opinion of the film. Go back there and watch it, and and just I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, especially if you've not seen it in a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, continue to give us some feedback, and we thank those who've already given us uh, quite a bit. So Hoser. Actually, before we, we sign off with everything, I just want to remind everybody that our next episode, we are going to be talking to uh, – my son's not happy about it – but we are going to be talking to Sophie Campbell, the wonderfully gifted artist and writer for the IDW uh, TMNT Universe comics, and she did uh, several story arcs for the main run too. So we're going to be talking to her I think next Wednesday Yeah, night. on the 18th, uh, Yeah. Right? The 18th, yeah, and our primary focus will be on Karai's Path and that story arc for Universe. That's such you have a any good – Story. Oh my gosh! Yeah, where the bad guy actually wins. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to talk Love about that. that story, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about that, and um, I think this—you'll probably hear this one first, hopefully, and then the next episode you hear will be that interview. So if you're hearing this, you probably still have time to write in if you have any questions for Sophie Campbell, and we'll share it on the show. But Hoser, the question we all want to know to end off this this totally tubular film green screen. Of the 2007 TMNT film, what type of pizza are we going to have to close out this totally tubular episode? You know, if we're going to do it right, we got to do the pizza we saw in the movie. And the only pizza we saw in the movie was Michelangelo putting cocoa puffs on a on a pepperoni pizza. So <laughs> we got to have pepperoni and cocoa puff pizza. That sounds great to me. You Still know better than pineapple. Ah, uh, hey, you know it doesn't sound that bad. It really doesn't. It, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, man, let's go for it, dude. You know, what's, you, know what, you, you know what pepperoni needs? A little bit of sugar on there. That's what it yeah, needs. Yeah, that's right. To balance it out. Yeah, yeah. And give you even more of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it would uh, give you diabetes. And that's then a heart true. Attack. Then a heart attack. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, all right, dudes and dudettes, thank you for listening in with us. And uh, hopefully you got to watch the movie with us as well. And on behalf of Josh and myself, here's to hoping you enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, and enjoy a mega slice of pepperoni and Cocoa Puff pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga, everyone. And cowabunga to Rob for finally getting a pizza I suggested right. Yes! I, and I didn't even write it down. What about that? Pepperoni and Cocoa Puffs. Hey, Grayson, watch it again i never got to i never had the chance to do it um so this is all kind of fresh to me um which could be fun uh so hopefully it's as good as i remember it being we just have to we just oh that that would be amazing like we pumped this episode up for like two months now and you watch it finally and you hate it <laughs> that would just be the best <laughs> 
That'd be the way it goes. That would be. <laughs> All right. So. Fighting monsters? What? What are you what? doing? Who's this guy? <laughs> stupid. Why does Patrick Stewart act like the bad guy for the whole movie if he's not the bad guy in the movie? Spoiler. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we, we, we can edit in a uh, uh, intermission. Thing. Yeah. Let's all go to the lobby. Get ourselves a snack. Of course, if I go downstairs, I got to see my babies and they'll want to come back up here. So I'm saying right here. <laughs> do you have uh, your camera on? I do. Yeah, I'm watching right now. I, I got this a couple of weeks ago and I just, I don't know if you've seen it, but I went out and found the, yeah! found the original one. Oh, okay. so that's not the one you had before. That's, I've got the other one in the display case, yeah, but this is the one with all the accessories. I got the catapult and everything. Wow, nice. The catapult man. and this figure in box cost me 40 bucks. That is not bad. That's not oh. bad at all. 40, 45 because they had shipping, but like, yeah. this is him. This is Wit. This is Casey Jones. Wit's over there. So <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love that. And you know what? Like, you put the the hockey mask and the hair on him, and it makes him like a full-size Ninja Turtle figure all of a sudden. Like, you put all of this on him. Because yep. the other one doesn't have the little gray uh, sweater or vest on. And you put a weapon in his hand, all of a sudden he's a full size, he's a full turtle figure now. So. Oh, yeah. That, that's awesome. I love that mask. Well, very cool, man. Very cool. And, you know, the, I've seen that. The, was it um, in box when you ordered it? Or yep. it was, yeah. Wow. It still had, still had the tape on it from the factory. I mean, wow. the guy just put the tape back on. But the figure, but I knew it was mint because. The figure itself was on a piece of cardboard with a uh, blister package over it that hadn't been removed. Wow! So like everything was everything was mint. Yeah. Yeah. Nice find, man. I'm t- I'm telling you, um, there, there's a lot of uh, yes, of course, obviously the white jersey, Donnie. There are a lot of rare figures that are gonna you know break the bank, but there's still a lot of good carded figures out there that you yeah. can get reasonably cheap if you just like the box art and the uh, sculpts and molds of, of these old toys and the accessories of these old toys you can still get them pretty cheap um, just just save some for me okay yeah no problem no I'm done man because I've got <laughs> I've got I, I was kind of thinking about and I still want to do it and I'm going to wait a while because uh, uh, I won't get into I won't get into it right now but I'll tell you about it later but uh, um, I wanted to just go ahead and just say you know what just screw it I'm going to get the variants I'm going to get every figure you know oh, nice so like, and so I'm gonna. That's gonna be my project for like next year, um, because school supplies and school clothes and stuff is coming up soon because the kids go back to school in September, yeah. and you know that then that's important, and you know, toys or not, but like, yeah, I was just looking at stuff and like there are just so there are so many other figures that I had no idea about that they reuse like okay for like I can't wait to get the uh, the mutations. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady figure because uh-huh. they actually they start out as humans and you can like they're like Transformers and they turn into Bebop and Rocksteady but the fact oh, wow. that you technically have uh, uh, figures of human Bebop and Rocksteady just blows my mind <laughs> you know? like really these two idiots that were in like 10 seconds of the animated series you know it's just, I love that oh it's like, great but like one thing I found out doing research for uh, my book that is finished now um, Congratulations, by the way, buddy. Thank you very much. I still gotta do like pictures, and I'm still editing. But like, the book is done, and I don't know. I'm, I'm contacting publishers, and I don't. I don't think anything's ever gonna happen because I found out that like, if I publish it as an ebook on Amazon for free, I can only publish publish it for free for five days. 
Oh, wow. So I might just do that and say, hey, man, my book's on Amazon Kindle. You have five days to download it, and then it's gone forever. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. But so that's why I'm trying to contact publishers. I'm still going to try to publish it as an ebook, but But anyway, when I was doing research, just to show you how crazy the Ninja Turtle stuff gets, the... Uh, the movie three figures they had figures that came on horses like armored up samurai horses oh yeah those molds for the horses were the same ones used for the usagi or jimbo uh samurai horse figures oh wow that yeah yeah last, that came out last year <laughs> wow then so like 20 years later they used the same molds <laughs> 20 that crazy yeah they, they kept them all yeah <laughs> Uh, that's so cool. I, I Long story it. short, that was that was what I that was what I thought was cool. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, you know, hey, that just goes to show you that the classic stuff still works. It still does work, yeah, man. <laughs>